Welcome to Super House. Welcome to Super House episode 18. It's hot as fucking LA. I'm Andrew from LA. How are you guys doing? I'm James in LA. Um, not as hot, but it's still sweltering where I am in LA. Uh, I'm Maddie in uh, Cincinnati. Got my AC on. All's good here. It's only 80, unlike 100 or whatever <laughs> the fuck you. it is in LA. Yeah, go fuck I yourself, mean... Maddie. <laughs> oh my god, excuse me. <laughs> Would like to be out there hanging with my boys in LA, but you know. Well, you're, you're like, well, maybe next there. week when when the weather changes. <laughs> yeah. It has gotten sweltering in LA, but uh, yeah, we're trying to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, we want to start off. Uh, we ju- news just broke today that uh, Anton Yelchin has died from some freak car accident. Yeah, it sounds really. From what I read, it seems really weird. Like. He crushed himself. <laughs> how does that? Thing? How did that happen? The cop exactly? said his car was in neutral, so I guess it rolled into him. And if he, I, I mean, it's not been released if he was on anything. So he, his car, his car was in neutral. He parks it. He thinks it's okay. Then he walks around in front of it, and then it just slides and kills him. I, I'm assuming it was to open at a gate or something to like, so he could get into his place. I mean, I'm assuming the guy makes enough money that he can afford a pretty yeah. nice place so I, I don't know i mean i've just it just sucks that he's gone i enjoyed uh the films that i have seen him in and mm-hmm. it, it's just one of those like young people that you know just 27 too early yeah 27 yeah. like so and donald trump is still here i know yeah donald trump mm-hmm. won't die from a freak accident it's unbelievable um yeah, I, mean, I couldn't believe it. I, I mainly know him from the Star Trek movie, but uh, Maddie, you know about some more movies that he's been in? Uh, yeah, I just saw him recently, a couple months ago, in the Green Room, which was by the director of uh, Blue Ruin. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen uh, Blue Ruin. It's great. It's on Netflix. Uh, just a cool little revenge flick. Recommend it highly. He also the, That director also did a movie for Magnet called Murder Party, which is kind of like a horror movie thing. But, uh, and I didn't realize he did that, but I've seen everything he's done. But Green Room, Green Room was great. He was great in it. Um, really looking forward to the new Star Trek film. Looks fun from everything I've seen. Uh, he was also in Odd Thomas, which is not a great film, but I like that book a lot. He's good in it. It just, it just sucks, man. You, you just like, mm-hmm. not to God, make stop li- killing people. Not to make. People. <laughs> I don't want to make light of his uh, death, but I mean, was he part of like the Russian mob? Because this death is really weird. I don't know, man. It just seems yeah. strange, and I, I honestly probably he was on something, maybe. That's possible. And, uh, because people I feel have like done... that's when that shit happens. Is when like freak accidents happen. It's like, oh, I had a couple of drinks out with some friends, and then I'm gonna like go do this thing, and fucking shit happens. I mean, it said he was found pinned in between yeah. his car and the wall. That is some yeah. crazy shit. And I was like, what kind of car is he driving? Because like, I feel like my car would just hit me in the legs, you know? Right. It's like, unless mm-hmm. you're there for like s- several days and no one's checking on him. But I heard that like a friend went over there because he was supposed to show up for like a set or like rehearsal or something, and no one had heard from him for a couple of hours. And 
his friend, like a friend or someone working on that film, whatever he was working on, found him. So mm. I don't know. It sucks. Uh, yeah, he was really likable in Star Trek. As, I mean, I'm sure he was likable in everything, but that's the only thing that I've seen him in. So, um, yeah, it sucks, dude. It sucks. At least we get to see him one last time in, in a Star Trek film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you boys went to E3. Oh, nice segue. Yep. <laughs> uh, I didn't yes. get to go, but I watched that video, and it was fucking dope as shit, and wish Thank I was you. there. Thank you. Yeah, uh, I, James, I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised at how good you were at hosting. Thanks. Not, not everybody can do that, but you had good commentary, <laughs> and uh, you, as Jeremy put it, you had mad lustrous hair. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Since we only uh, do the audio for this put out there, I guess like people now can truly enjoy. The main that is your yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that's James from Superhouse, everybody, and yours truly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, James, uh, what was your favorite thing? We probably said it in the video, but let's go over it yeah, in more detail. Yeah, it was probably uh, definitely getting to check out Injustice. Since I think one of the big things about this E3 was a lot of their stuff that they're showing, like when I went to see the God of War uh, screening, it was just the same stuff that they had for the Sony press conference. At least with Injustice, it was like brand new stuff that they were showing and try to break down what they were doing in the game where all the others were just like, well, here's that same footage you saw. But right. like, So that was like the most enjoyable one. and. You know, getting to, I did play a couple games, like, before we met up, I played uh, a bit of Shadow Warrior 2, which is a really fun game. The uh, I have the first one, uh, which is fun. I guess a lot of people would describe it as, like, the Mortal Kombat of first-person shooters, since, like, it can get really gory as hell. And I definitely recommend, like, getting it. I think the Steam sale is probably going to be starting next week, so either on PC if you have uh, one or... You can get it, I think, on you know, Xbox or PlayStation. But I definitely recommend the first one. And that one looks pretty good. You can actually like watch footage online too, uh, of pretty much the same area that I fought around in. And that was a pretty <laughs> fun game. And then, yeah, after we met up, I did the VR stuff. And then we played like Killer Instinct for a little bit. And then kind of walked around a bit more. Yeah, I think uh, my favorite thing is probably Injustice as well, but uh, I've always been a huge fighting game fan since Street Fighter mm-hmm. 2 days all the way up until fucking, all the way up to now. Always been playing fighting games. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, yeah, like it was, like the new characters look great. Atrocitus with Dexter the cat was mm-hmm. awesome. <laughs> uh, I'm a big fan of Supergirl, and Ed Boon said recently on his... Uh, on his Twitter, that there will be a much more female presence in this game than the last one. So mm-hmm. I'm sure we can expect Black Canary and Huntress. Um, we already got Black Girl. I mean, uh, Bat-, Bat Girl, excuse me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, edit that. <laughs> no, it's all right. We got Bat Girl, and um, <laughs> what else we got? Uh, yeah, I don't know, but uh, I think it looks good. The. Um, Maddie, I don't know, we, we didn't really explain it that much in the video, but it has, like, every time you, you play a match, it's what it seemed like, you get new armor, like RPG style. Oh, cool. And yeah. it ups your stats, but the, at the same time, they have to keep it balanced for people that don't play the game that much, because that's just how fighting games should work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, 
I have no idea how they're going to do all that, and but uh, we'll see. That's a, it's like a totally new thing with fighting games, but uh, yeah, that's why they say in the trailer every battle defines you because it's going to define what items you get each time. Yeah, sounds pretty cool. Yeah, so uh, we'll we'll see. I'm I'm most excited to see if they put in Swamp Thing personally. Mm -hmm. I'm not a big awesome. Red Hood fan actually because I think with Unless it's the Punisher, I give Punisher a pass, but unless it's the Punisher, I don't really care about superheroes carrying guns that much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like it's, man, but such a go good ahead. character, good storyline. I, I do I like mean, his storyline, but I, like his skill set, imagine him shooting in the game. It's like, we already yeah. have Deathstroke, so I don't, it's just like, okay. I mean, I, I, I haven't played the first one, but I'm, I'm in agreement with you because I love Swamp Thing, and I think it would be cool to kind of pull out some of those ran more random DC characters, even though I feel like Swamp Thing's not that random, but it would be fun to have like a more, like, you know, someone using like nature elements to like take out enemies and like what kind of finishing moves or like how, like, you know, whatever you do in the fighting game, it would be fun to see. I'd probably pick it up then if Swamp Thing was in it. <laughs> See, there you go, there you go. Yeah, his that character would be totally different from everybody else in the game. Like, his moveset, his look, and everything, right? Yeah, uh, I wonder if they're going to do, like, a Suicide Squad-like crossover and put some of those, like, more random characters from that movie in there. Like, I, I would a assume, special download thing or something. I would assume so, yeah. I, I Actually, I think they should do a Justice League Dark pack and just okay. throw in... Get get four characters like I mean charge fifteen extra bucks I'll pay for it if it's Swamp Thing, Dead Man, Constantine, and um, who's the other who else is in that in Justice League Dark? It's like isn't Zantana or something in that? Zantana's already in the game. Uh, okay. Mm -hmm. So maybe uh, I forget who else is on that team. Plus well, three dudes, so it should at least be one girl in the pack. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't think of it right now, but you know um, something. Like that, yeah. That that would be such a great idea. Yeah. Was there anything you guys didn't show that you saw that you like couldn't get footage of, or just uh, anything you're like, oh, that's cool, but we want to go hit these things? Okay, so what what I want to say to that is, usually the Nintendo booth is open, and you walk in and like you play all the new Mario games and blah blah blah. This year they were only showing Zelda, right, James? Yeah, it was pretty much just Zelda, and their entire booth was closed off. Like, we could peek in, like, at the entrances and exits, but they basically set it up almost like, you know, an amusement area at Disneyland or something, where inside there they have it all set up like a forest, and there's, uh, you know, the wooden structures with goblins on it, and you see, like, statues of Link finding them, and then like a giant octopus creature too and apparently like you could walk around to certain areas and like there's different semi-interactive things going on like wind blowing through and stuff like that but people said it was actually uh that did go through said it was really neat but yeah it was just like an entire area like turned into a, a force from the new zelda game yeah it was it was enclosed so like we didn't we didn't go to it, and I usually do. I usually go check out the Nintendo stuff, but since it was only one thing and it was totally enclosed, and the longest line there, mm -hmm. absolutely longest yeah. line there, so we just we just skipped it. There's other shit to see, you know. Yeah, uh, I got real excited in the video when I saw that Resident Evil Seven, 
and then that's all I saw, guys. I mean, yeah. What, oh, were you not sorry about that. Of me? <laughs> I well, I tried. Like... When I got there, I wanted to try the Resident Evil Seven demo in the VR, and the way yeah. PlayStation sets it up is you download their app on the phone to be able to like set up appointments. Yeah. And the show floor opens at 10, and the app doesn't allow you to make schedule appointments until 10. 10 o'clock rolls around, I hit, like, have it all set up on my phone, I hit, go to hit the button, in the second that they opened, everything was filled up for the entire day for Resident Evil 7, so I didn't yeah. get to go in That's for right. that. That's right. And then, when we, and that was in, uh, like, the West Hall, in the South Hall, where you saw a video of the, um, of the house, that's where you could just play it on a PS4, the demo, but by the time we got over there, that had already closed up as well, where they had, like, tickets to go in and play it, and didn't, didn't get to do that either, because they were already, like, done by, like, two or something. Damn. Oh, by the way, Maddie, this is not E3-related, but Injustice Ed Boon-related. Do you know Ed Boon's the creator of Mortal Kombat and Injustice? Yeah. He... He has a really great Twitter, and he said, somebody asked him, like, what would be, like, your next fighting game idea? And he said, horror movie stars, like, movie monsters mm-hmm. only. I, I mean, they've basically done it in the Mortal Kombat game. But he, yeah. like, I'm sure he would go more, dude. He'd probably, like, yeah. maybe they'd throw in the Pumpkin Universal head? Monsters. Oh, yeah, some, yeah. The, from the thing, like, it would be yeah. just that shit. Oh my God, that would be so cool. <laughs> I, that, yeah. I mean, I'm in. If there was one of those, I would get into fighting games. <laughs> just like that's like my world. So you know, my, creature feature. You know, all that. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome, man. Uh, side note too, just video game talk. That Friday the Thirteenth game looks fucking awesome. I don't know if there was anything there about it, or if you guys are keeping up with that or whatever. But uh, it I was called say. like it's, it started off as something called like Happy Campers or something like that. And then mm-hmm. the, it just was so much Friday the 13th, they just went to the creator and were like, hey, can we just have the rights? And basically he was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so, awesome. Um, but it's cool. like it's like an online thing, and there's like I think it's like there are four campers, and then the fifth person will play Jason, and you have to like track them down, and then you have to like try to get off of, get off of the island where the camp is, and you can like stab people in the back is like the concept. Like if someone has a piece you need to – repair the motor you can be like oh yeah repair that and then just shove them off the boat and then like get the fuck out of there or like have jason kill them to get away from them it sounds really fun i don't know how Mm -hmm. i haven't seen any like i think there's gameplay out but i haven't watched anything but Mm -hmm. speaking of like horror movie stuff i'm pretty excited about like just kind of the mechanics of that game now i'm not a huge friday the 13th fan but I think just like having a game like that where it's like online and you can work together or not, and one of you gets to be the killer, will like sounds like so much fun, and people yeah. will hate one another <laughs> if you're friends. Yeah. That sounds awesome, but I haven't seen anything about that. Yeah, uh, one other thing in E3 I saw but didn't get to play was Outlast 2. Uh, have you guys either seen or heard of the first Outlast? No. No. Uh, it's a first-person horror game. In which you're oh, like an yes, investigative reporter, about. and uh, you go into an insane asylum and yeah. find out what the hell's going on. And you're constantly chased by either monsters or crazy people. And I didn't get a chance to play the second one, but it's funny. I did like end up running into uh, WWE superstar Xavier Woods. I don't know if you guys watch wrestling at all, but I'm just suddenly like standing right next to this guy. It's like, wait, I know you. Since he goes on to Giant Bomb a lot, 
especially yeah. during E3. I'm just like, I think I know you <laughs> from somewhere. At Comic Con <laughs> in 2014, I once shook Hulk Hogan's mighty hand. Mm-hmm. Oh, did he crush it? <laughs> no, but he had a huge fucking hand, though. <laughs> We were like, Mr. Hogan, sir, can yeah. we get a picture with you? Yeah. But so I was in line for that game, but didn't play it. <laughs> but yeah. it still looks creepy as hell, too. Like, you're at one point, you're in like a farm and you escape and you run, start running through the cornfield, and you can see guys with flashlights like chasing after you. So you have to like duck in between and like hide while they try to run past. But people I was watching just sucked at it and so they kept getting killed in like just different horrific ways yeah the worst the worst one was uh like some woman with like a giant pickaxe like knocks the player to the ground then slams them down and, and then doesn't lift out but pulls down oh. and the guy looks down and he's just like yes. uh <laughs> yes. And then looks up and then it goes to the face. But it's just like that first one. Like, yeah, uh, I don't think I need to play right now. <laughs> and you worked on Mortal Kombat. Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you guys think about Death Strandling? I haven't. What is that? I haven't it's heard of that either. Norman Reedus with his Norman fetus. Oh, that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, it's yeah, Hideo yeah. Kojima. I mean, like, aren't you guys on top of this shit? Yeah, yeah. That's... No, I, I, I'm, I'm totally down with that, man. I'm glad Sony's like, look, we, we love you. We're gonna just put, we're gonna give you some money, and you can do some weird shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely I, I, gonna be interesting to see what he does completely. Yeah, unhinged and like with yeah. people backing him. So it's, but it's, I'm kind of worried at the same time because like. You know, his Metal Gear Solid games, like, always take forever because, yeah. like, it's not until people are like, all right, we need to actually put a game out. Can you, like, wrap this up? So it's yeah. like, I don't right, know how right, long right. it's going to take since this right now is the only thing that's out there for that. But, it's but like, Metal Gear 5 was so fucking good, though, man. Shit. Mm -hmm. That was great. Didn't play it. Don't care. Oh, man. <laughs> Come on. That shit's awesome. Uh, I didn't beat it, though. Yeah, uh, you got too hard. Just, there's just other stuff I want to play that's in my like I don't know. I played the best mm -hmm. Metal Gear game, and that was Metal Gear Solid. So nothing's no. like gone past that for me. That game is mm -hmm. perfect, and so <laughs> if anything, he just keeps on piling shit into the games, and I'm like, I just don't care. Like, oh, I, I so. was I was a big fan of this last one, man. It's like his swan song too. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't really care about the storyline that much, but I like the gameplay. I had some friends who didn't really care for it. Like once all the hype was over and they like started like dissecting it, they're like, "Ah, eh, it's okay." And I was like, "Yes, real reviews. It's not just a hundred, a hundred points." <laughs> yeah, game reviews are either like zero or a hundred. I feel like. Yeah. Well, like, then, no. like that sucks because there's like decent, like really good games out there that like get shitty reviews just because it's not fucking Metal Gear or fucking Fallout. I mean, I love Fallout. Don't get me wrong, but. You there know are what? Other good games out there. This is a sort of a side tangent, but what brings to mind that brings that what makes what reminds me of that? It's so hot I can't think. What reminds me of that is like there was this game, Mortal Kombat Mythologies, with Sub Zero. Oh yeah, I remember. For that. PS One, it had pretty shitty reviews, but I remember really, really liking it. I was like, this is fucking awesome. I remember when Bioshock Two came out, and it didn't get really good reviews. Like, 
everyone's like, why do we go back to Rapture? Like, blah, blah, blah. But it had, like, you could dual wield finally, and I thought it was a really solid fucking Mm -hmm. game. And people just, like, kind of shit on it. And it's like, why would you, like, this is a good game. Like, yes, you should have went to some, like, Bioshock somewhere else would have been cool. But, you know, at the same time, it's like, you can't just say it's a shitty game just because you wanted something different. That's, like, what they decided to make, and it was still, I liked it. Good game. <laughs> I've never played the Bioshock games, but I like the design mostly, and I usually don't like steampunk that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you need to play Bioshock. Cause yeah, it's yeah. Awesome. That seems to be like steampunk done right, I guess. At least in my opinion. Yeah, it's <clears throat> not quite steampunk, but that's kind of the closest, best way to describe it to some people. Infinite was more steampunk. Yeah. Inspired than like the first Bio the Bioshock one and two. Mm-hmm. I'm like I'm so picky when it comes to FPSs. Like I I I don't know if I ever talked about this on the podcast, but like if it's if it's like Call of Duty or Battlefield or something, I don't care because it's too realistic. But as soon as mm-hmm. we're in space, like Halo or Destiny or Doom, I love those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think those are so fun. It's just it, if it's too real, I don't like it. I want some sort of fantasy. I want to go to some other world. I don't want to stay in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. You know, I know you work yeah. in Call of Duty, uh, or you're working <laughs> right now, James. But <laughs> yeah, uh, well, that's why this awkward. one's in space, so you'll be able to enjoy this one. Is this shit in space? <laughs> yeah, I will. Yeah, this the one the first Call of Duty I like. Yeah, our stuff. Uh, yeah, f- that we have for E3 that was shown at the Sony press conference actually went off really well. It was Super just... House breaking these stories to everybody, right? <laughs> We're the first one to cover this, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should have been. I don't know since E three's over. So you and your lustrous yeah. hair should have reported that shit. Yeah. I, I was kind of surprised there wasn't anything on it, James. But I mean, well, I, you're so... a fan, and you should enjoy and take a day off of your actual work and enjoy the yeah. games you want to play. Yeah. So yeah, I took the day off work to go to E three and see everything else. And so like, did I. Yeah. I took a vacation day, man. <laughs> Um, did you see any of that VR porn, James? No, no. They were apparently at E3. We missed it when we were there. I've heard other reports of it online, there's too, only, though. <laughs> there's only certain things I want from you guys when you go to E3. <laughs> you know, in, Injustice coverage, because you guys are into that. Resident Evil coverage, which you failed on. And you also failed hey, on VR. That house looked cool. I took a photo of that. <laughs> I mean, if there's anything that says Super House, it's VR porn. <laughs> that's true that's I'm true just, i mean i'm just you let us down so is this like never forget is it like motorboat simulation like what exactly is the uh <laughs> what exactly is what exactly is the porn that's that you all watch? you can do is just motorboat that's it. just yeah. just dudes dudes wearing the thing going <laughs> like that she just say, i want to see a video of those guys doing that like guys With in the, the VR mask on. Yeah, yeah. I sent a picture of me wearing the headset, playing Psychonauts yeah. or some bullshit, to my mm. boss and and I, to my boss and another guy I work with, and they were like lampshade five thousand. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what the fuck it was. I didn't know what was happening because when I saw the photo, I was like, it was really bright and I couldn't tell, and I was like, what is this of? A blue line? Yeah. And then when I got to like where I could actually see, I was like, "Oh, it's Andrew with a VR headset on." Okay, that makes more sense. I was like, "Why the fuck's mm-hmm. Andrew sending me this shit?" Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I wanted to send you guys an update. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I mean, it's I, I, I want to try I want to try it, but I'm also not yeah. like a huge. I'm not like super excited about it. I don't really care. I just. There's... It's sort of the thing that you have to try it first to fully understand it, and then you'll probably get excited about it. That's what happened to me a couple of years ago. A buddy of mine got in the Kickstarter for Oculus, so he yeah. got one of the dev kits, and I got to try it and play Team Fortress 2 with it on, and I was just like, okay, yeah, I see the potential of this thing, since I'm like running around first person, shooting guys with a gun, looking all around, yeah, and stuff. Andrew, what do you think of your experience since you said this was the first time for you trying this out? Yeah, I thought that uh, gameplay-wise, it was both games were just okay. That that hundred-foot robot golf thing was better, but not great. Um, I played two games, Psychonauts and that golf one. Uh, tech-wise, it's good because you you do have like really good depth perception that's why they make it a hundred foot robot because when you look down it's like whoa you know and that that's cool and the head movement is exact like that was maybe the most surprising thing to me like you, you do like a little movement here or do anything look it's like 360 so that was that was the best thing about it but i think that we're not going to see a really great vr game until uh we get a good survival horror game. Yeah, I well, think say... I think when you have people like looking around the corner with their actual head, or something like that, then you're then we're talking. And I'm not like Maddie's much more of a horror guy than me, but I think that they're really gonna find something special if they like. It sucks that Silent Hills won't get made. Like there needs to be a game like that, yeah. or PT for that matter. Matter you know like. They're, they're just somebody needs to make the the ultimate horror game for VR. Yeah, they're trying well, to, but it's just too scary. Yeah. <laughs> well, Resident Evil Seven, the entire game is supposed to be playable in the headset. When oh, it okay. Is going to be a first person, Resident yeah. Evil. Yeah, they're saying it's first person, and also that the demo actually isn't in the game. Like okay. that isn't a part of the game. It's like a prequel well, to the game. Yeah, it says beginning hour. One, yeah. the demo that I downloaded for PS4. I haven't played it yet. Um, mm-hmm. Most of the times when I have time to play it, it's like 2 a.m. and I'm like, this is too scary. I can't. Not yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, w- I want to. I don't know how I feel about a Resident Evil game being a first person. I think I like it if you're telling like a small story, mm-hmm. like the beginning hour thing, like the farmer wakes up in the farmhouse or whatever, and you kind of got to investigate. But I feel like I need that like third person action, man. It's not gonna be a Resident Evil game. I mean, I know they did like what was it like Lone Survivor was a first person one back in the day for PS1, um, which didn't go over very well. I mean, mm-hmm. but plus video games have come a long way. Yeah. I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting. I'm just I was really hoping we'd get more of a throwback to like Resident Evil one or two, more like I don't know, just not an action game. I feel like this just went the route of like uh, action video game and from what i've seen of the beginning hour it kind of looks like from that anyway it looks like it might be kind of a slower paced not very many weapons kind of experience so who knows no uh, you know going back to vr2 do you guys remember jumping flash for uh ps1 no i do a little bit okay so this was a really weird game it's probably in like the hidden gem section these days but it was a game where you were like this mechanical rabbit, and you jumped really high. 
and I don't know if you got items or whatever. I forgot how the gameplay worked. But if they did VR with that, that'd be interesting too because of the depth mm -hmm. thing and all that. I'd be into that. Hmm. But, yeah, I don't know. I will see. And, and, and it has Batman VR as well, which I, I feel bad as a Batman fan, but I haven't actually seen any gameplay footage of that yet. Hmm. Is that online? No, I haven't seen any stuff of that online. I've just heard, like, descriptions of it. Yeah, I think they've just, like, announced it, and people are talking about their experiences. That's... I mean, that sounds mm -hmm. fun as shit, though. That's a good idea, because, I mean, you're playing Batman, and it feels like you put on the cowl. So, I mean, that's a good idea. Of course, I'm like you. Like, I kind of want to be third person when I play games like that. And Stefan's here. Roll it up. What's up, B? <laughs> Chilling, got me a a brewski. Good ski. Jump, jumping in on this Batman combo is Bat is what I heard. Yep. PSVR Batman, go. Oh Stephen. yeah, that's gonna be tight. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen anything on it yet, but the idea of yeah being like wandering around the Batcave, hopping in the Batmobile, or maybe even the Batwing, flying around Gotham. And seeing, like, you know what really it is? Because you can see the fear in their eyes now. <laughs> <laughs> that sort of Batman game has been missing. <laughs> Just the fear. <laughs> that's, that's a great comment. <laughs> you guys remember that episode of uh, the animated series where he goes out to test himself without the suit on? No. It's Dude, there, there's an episode... It's an episode of the 90s cartoon where he, he's like, Alpert, I'm going out without the suit. I'm just wearing like a standard black suit. It's similar to the Daredevil suit in the first season. Uh, was it a ninja episode? Did it have something to do with ninjas? It might have been. I don't remember that part so much, but I remember him going back. He, he beat these like, they weren't like a supervillain, but they were like thugs in the street. Uh -huh. And he defeated them, but he goes back to the Batcave and talks to Alfred and he's like, they were missing the fear. It was, it was it was harder this time, Alfred. Like oh, interesting. Yeah, and I remember seeing that as a kid, and I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> this He's is absolutely right. This is deep." That's like one of my favorite lines in Batman Begins is like, "Why bats, Master Bruce?" And he's like, "Because I'm afraid of them." Yeah. <laughs> I gotta tell you, like, man, harnessing... that was. That that was what like really like sold me on that. Well, it was a good movie overall, but like to go over like each step of Batman, like why bats, why this, yeah. why that, and to do yeah. it with like a pseudo philosophical reasoning, like it's great. It was great. It was so great. Yeah, and then you know, use utilizing your own personal fears as a weapon as opposed to internalizing them into something that may defeat you or 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 something that cripples you to begin with. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, that's that's. I think a lot of this like deeper side of the of the uh, superheroes is retrofitted after. I don't think Bob Kane and Bill Finger were thinking of this when they were drawing a guy in a bat suit, but it's been retrofitted right. through the through the years. And and like, even if you think about that, there's a deep part of that as well, where even the suit itself is an act of revenge because Batman wants people to fear as he feared. And he's also taking on revenge because he was so afraid as a child when his parents died. Yeah. The, these these elements are all woven together in some crazy way, and it sort of works. And yeah, it's I taken. Think it, it's, go it's ahead. Uh, it's think, taken. It's just taken all these different writers over the years, and it's taken all these different story arcs and stuff to have these like key 
iconic elements shine through, especially for the movies to kind of be able to collect after that um, from the comics and the cartoons and stuff and kind of like stitch together these like iconic elements one after the other. I feel like that's where Batman Begins kind of found a lot of power. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, it's, like you said, it's like 70 plus years of writing this same guy and mm-hmm. there being a lot of shitty versions, but when they hit, they really hit and they, you know, it's adults writing it, so they put, you know, adult themes in it a lot of the time and some deeper stuff seeps in every now and again. So I, I appreciate that personally. Yeah, for sure. But Batman VR. <laughs> yeah. Have they have they released it's just an it's just like uh uh they've only talked about it so far, right? There's no there hasn't been any screens or anything, has there? No, I've just seen a bunch of people describe their experience with it. It starts off with you <clears throat> in like investigating uh apparently in this Nightwing is killed and you're oh, trying really? to find out how he died and who killed him. And Same. then at one point you're like jumped by these guys, so you actually like throw batarangs at them and stuff. Cool. Yeah, like... it'll be interesting how that the your physical body, you know, especially your arms or whatever, kind of comes into play with the combat. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like people are gonna have to be very cautious of like the size of rooms that they have. Yeah. <laughs> well, playing yeah, some of these right. games, you know, because you're gonna you're gonna punching through your computer or your TV <laughs> or something like trying to fight yeah. the Joker. You know, I don't want to be in that hospital getting those stitches. Being like, <laughs> I was playing fucking Batman VR and I punched out my girlfriend. <laughs> well, there was those problems with the Wii controller being slung to the TV, right? Right. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. People were forgetting to <laughs> tie the thing to their wrist. That makes me laugh. Yeah, that's it's just ridiculous. But it was it was new to people and they didn't know, so whatever. Yeah. It's in, but that'll be interesting. I guess I mean you guys went to E3, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh I'm sure you've been talking about this prior to me coming up. Um But and you got to try out the VR, right? That's right. Yes, the, yes. The Sony yeah. VR? Yes. Yeah. Was there any like standout kind of experiences with that? Go ahead, James. Aside from the whole thing. <laughs> well, for me, uh, yeah, I, like both uh, both of us, we only got to play the hundred foot robot golf, and then you said you played uh, the uh, Psychonauts game. But there's that one thing we, as we were talking about before you came on, was that we didn't get to try. They had VR porn there. Just something no you shit. Be, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, was yeah. it like a back yeah. room or like a curtain? They're just like enjoy. I, <laughs> I don't. Know. We didn't even get to see the booth. It's like since in the South Hall. We that would have been my walked first stop. Bit. Yeah. <laughs> Johnson was there for just for just a day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard though, like these, like I've heard listening to other like gaming podcasts when they talk about that, they're like, yeah, it's not quite right because like you're. They don't seem to have scale down for those since that's all video. So okay. it's like you look around and apparently you're either like 20 feet tall or you're like super tiny. So they don't have the scale for that. <laughs> yes, I'm a giant. Fin- yeah, finally. Sense. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. It's my so it, like, little woman. But like you know, they're talking about the whole idea that you know, porn is something that like pushes certain technologies forward, like the whole Betamax versus uh, VHS. Like right on, they man. backed and stuff like that. And they talk <laughs> about like what they could do for like porn and so uh, 
what they could do for VR, but it seems more like it's going to be more about, like, uh, video compression and stuff. Like, well, they're going to find the cheapest yeah. and fastest way to get good quality video compression for 360 right. degrees and stuff like that. It's interesting. Where well, they're not going to make people go by... a Batman game where I feel like Batman. <laughs> <laughs> where you could see Batman's dick. <laughs> uh, where, take my money now? <laughs> I have Bruce so Wayne's cock. It has its own locale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and its own cave. Oh. <laughs> you know, they have that, like... That fleshlight shit too. That's shaped after like porn stars' yeah. vaginas. Vagina. Like, vagina. Oh, vagina. And I wonder if there's gonna be some like thing with that. An like attachment? it's a. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Though, seriously. Or like a subscription service where like 900 dudes could have sex with one chick, uh. doing like <laughs> some kind of VR setup. You know, she's like, buy tickets to this performance or whatever you may call it. Like. You know what I mean? Because they can be able to send all that stimulus virtually with some of the gadgets that they're coming up with. So you could have like, you could have like, you could have like worldwide gangbangs virtually. Dude, that is fucking Isn't that nuts. crazy? That like takes polyamory to a whole new level. That's like some <laughs> alien shit. That's like some fucking advanced civilization erotica. <laughs> That's like beyond poly polyamory. That's just Dude. virtual. That's just virtual shit. That's multi-amory. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I was I I was in Atlanta one time, uh, going to this Japanese meetup, and some people like a lot of people started sitting down next to me and around me, and they all started touching each other like a what? lot, a lot, and what? I f found out because we started talking about it that it was the Atlanta polyamory meetup. <laughs> nice. It, it was so stereotypical, Whoa. but like, yeah, they were like rubbing each other and like it was like awkward, really yeah, awkward. Man. Sounds like Burning Man. <laughs> Pro probably something like that, although not to that scale. That's even crazier. You're gonna have a burning dick after that shit. <laughs> that you gotta just like true, true. You gotta have your own <laughs> personal jizz rag for every crowd you walk through. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, gotta, I, lo I lost my jizz rag. Oh, here, borrow mine. You got to wear a condom just walking around. Don't worry, around. dude. I yeah. brought a backup for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's jizz called Burning $10. Man for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it all burns God. after. I mean, come on, man. You don't have it's a cold just... sore? <laughs> uh, no, I've gone my whole life without having cold sore. Oh, well, I was kind of a... Uh... But I'm not, like, super polyamorous either. Sometimes I'm just like, get the fuck back. No. <laughs> get the fuck back from me. I stay with one woman, not three. Yeah. One woman. Sex is sacred. <laughs> I don't like six titties at once. Only two. <laughs> Only five. <laughs> five. <laughs> Some girl's missing a tip. <laughs> it's just on the other side of the door. <laughs> oh, is that how it is? Yeah. She's got two titties, but they're caught in betwixt a door. We've reached capacity. <laughs> We've reached my emotional capacity for not, titties. Not, not titty capacity, but emotional capacity. <laughs> yeah, that's one too many titties for me. Like, 
Is this Two's the other girls from, uh, from Total Recall? <laughs> yes. That girl. That yes. girl's half. That girl's halfway through the door, and then you're like, "Stop right there." <laughs> That's we've we've got enough titties in this room. Thank you. We have made we have made Adam Carolla proud, but Yukiko and Rachel very sad. Just now. <laughs> very wise. I think they know what Super House is made of. <laughs> the I essence. Mean, the yeah, S come. <laughs> come. I'm not pulling any punches. <laughs> See you in, baby. I mean, what they expect when all of us got back together again? A bunch of fucking sexism. That's what it's all about. <laughs> <laughs> A bunch of sexism. Uh, we just lost so many listeners. Sexism yes. by the by the pound. We should start a pay service. <laughs> YouTube, is... YouTube red. This has gotten so ridiculous. <laughs> Sorry. We're Sorry. not even drunk. Yeah, I'm not I've even drinking half anything. a beer. <laughs> oh, Andrew, God. you might be cooler if you started drinking more. I get warmer. That's why I'm not drinking, actually. I bought some new weed today. Well, some new weed. You got some of that new. Nuevo Mota. Nuevo Mota. It's called, um, it was, it's a hybrid. It's called LSD something. One, two, uh, three. It's so far away from me. <laughs> I feel like it's the other end of the couch. All right. Time for the weekly weed roundup. <laughs> See what we got in the bag. <laughs> so this shit's called LSD Ghost OG. It's a hybrid of those two weeds. Oh my. I generally smoke hybrids because it keeps you on an even keel. Wow. You don't you don't fall asleep or you don't uh you don't have a panic attack. Well you see, audience, Stefan is reporting to us live from Colorado where weed is completely legal. Oh, it's <laughs> New Amsterdam out here, baby. All we need is a red light district. Hell yeah, boy. <laughs> we need that freedom. Sorry, Yukiko and Rachel. <laughs> They're never going to listen to us again. They're going to go to their own uh, uh -huh. page after this and shit. All the women I really respect and admire won't fuck me. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, God. They're just my friends, you know? Friend zone immediately. <laughs> just kidding. That's not true about every one of them. I fuck some of them. I fuck some of them by accident. But we're still in the friend zone. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's a Denver's of polyamorous uh, friend zoning pandemonium going on out here. <laughs> just it's that you know, there polyamorous pandemonium, boy. There's no such thing as relationships out here. That's like LA it's for just, the most part. Yeah, for sure. It's just like you got like you may as well have an app. Oh wait, I guess they do Tinder. Like, who do I want to sleep with tonight? Yeah, and I'm not just much. saying women in general, uh, Yukiko and Rachel, or anybody who I may be offending right now. Um, I just mean everybody. <laughs> you mean even girls want to have sex? Yeah. Is that what you're well, saying? Well, no, it's just like who, who, like you, you go through your Rolodex and you're just like who, <laughs> who, who do I like? Who do I? Who would I most? For the millennials, Rolodex is like a cell phone, <laughs> but it was like paper. And for the millennials, yeah. paper was what we had before cell phones. <laughs> <laughs> 
How's that for an explanation? Alright, I just took <laughs> exactly my first hit at... I mean, am I wrong, though? Am I wrong? No. <laughs> there, you, there you go. I just took my first hit of LSD Ghost OG. <laughs> it tastes very piney. Alright, let's get back on track, gentlemen. Um, we want to go straight into the new Spider-Man game. I did see the trailer for this. What are people's thoughts? I I'm enjoying it. Great. Yeah. Mighty, go ahead. Go ahead. I don't, I don't give a shit about that white spider. I don't. I don't. I don't like it. The look of it. But I'm assuming they'll be like, oh, here's 500 different costumes that Spider-Man can wear from all of his comic books. So who gives a fuck? Just play a cool ass game. Mm-hmm. Stefan. Stefan, stop smoking so much fucking weed. All right, James. Uh, I'm definitely excited about it, especially that Insomniac's going to be working on it since yeah, they've awesome. been known to like do a lot of really good games with lots of awesome traversal and stuff like that. So their latest... Uh... Damn it, let me look up the name of the game. James, you failed us again. James, our listeners are bored as yeah. fuck! <laughs> James, James, James. Uh, Sunset Overdrive uh, for oh, the yeah. Xbox One. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you're just constantly grinding on rails and everything. And it had really good traversal. So, like, them getting to play around with Spider-Man is really good. Since uh, a lot of the past, like, Marvel games on, you know, consoles just haven't been that great. I feel like now that Disney owns the rights and they're, like, starting to be really selective and actually starting... Mostly they've been doing phone games, but now that they're putting out the IPs to, like, really good companies, I'm really excited about what they're going to be doing with it. And from what I read, it's actually not tied into, like, the MCU at all. They're doing their own uh, story, their own universe of it. But they're taking uh, some more recent... Uh, some people have speculated uh, that they're using a bad guy from a more recent series called Mr. Negative who was like a crime boss that came up to try like out the kingpin that caused like a big turf war in um, I think it was the comic uh, Spider-Man Big Time and like he had some pretty interesting powers if I remember he was like able to I think it's either his like control like pockets of either like gravity or density so like even though Spider-Man can actually usually hit like a truck the way that whenever he fought him, he was basically almost nullified just because of what he could do. So it'd be kind of interesting, uh, gameplay-wise, what they could do with like fighting guys. That and the shot of him like just chasing after them and just suddenly smashing and running through like a cafe, hopping on tables and stuff, and then jumping through the window looked awesome. Yeah. It looks like so much fun. Yeah, I'm Maddie. I'm. VR, yes. That would be awesome, actually, Maddie. I'm with you. I think that that white part is terrible. I don't. I mean, I know they want, they they're doing it really? to differentiate. They're doing it to Sorry. differentiate themselves from other Spider-Man suits, which is cool. They want to have like like Batman, like Arkham. They have the Arkham suit, right? Yeah. That's that's why they're doing that. But um, I, I like if it's a fun fucking game, it's gonna be good. Who cares it's not gonna matter. Suit? I know, I know, and that's the other thing. We're gonna have we're gonna have a lot of costumes. And they're gonna have and, DLC. Yeah. Plus, like it's like it's like the Arkham Knight of Spider-Man games. What it's looking like, it's like if they make if they can make a Batman game, a guy with no powers, that good. How how well can we make a game based on Spider-Man? And also, I would like to see 
I heard there was, I don't know if this is a rumor, but maybe there was a mandate from Marvel, like, hey, we got to make our games better. It's a lot of money to mm -hmm. be made here. But uh, what if there was, like, that same uh, way of thinking with a Thor game, with uh, an Iron Man game, for God's Wolverine. sakes? Wolverine. Mm -hmm. Like, make the yeah. Arkham, make it the Arkham of that every time. You have all the money in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Go and do it, Disney. You know? Right. <laughs> so... It looks like the Spider-Man thing is the first step towards that, and maybe there'll be a video game universe where Insomniac will handle the Thor game next or something. I mean, it's mm -hmm. not like they couldn't. I mean, he's flying to Asgard or going, uh, you know, you could take a portal from just, like, from there to God Earth and shit. God yeah, God. God. Just like all Norse mythology, like, just put Thor in the fucking game that looks like that. I mean, not as violent, mm -hmm. so everyone can play it, but right, right, right. like that, I'd be so fucking excited to play that Thor game. And yeah, of Thor. There's, there's so much potential there, and uh, it's good to see that they're probably finally going uh, to, to, do, to do that. Anyway, Stefan, mm -hmm. what do you think? Um, I So far, they only show you so much, but like James was saying, like jumping through that coffee shop or whatever there is, tables and stuff. I mean, it seems like most <laughs> games in the third person are taking the – doing like the sandbox. Like now everything's sandbox. Like it's got to be. Um, yeah. Uh, I, so that leaves a lot of potential. I think that and like the realism from the graphic, the graphics, uh, just being able to fly around that city. Like, honestly, you could probably play hours of that game, not fighting a single bad guy, not doing a single mission or doing whatever, collecting skate tapes or whatever they're going to do. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, but you know what I mean? Like, just like, you're going to find yourself like, just like GTA five, you're going to find yourself on like a street corner, just like looking around for a little bit being like, God damn, like, you know, so that's a huge draw is just the graphic, uh, the graphical processing, uh, alone. Um, I really like the costume design actually, I guess you guys, it sounded like you guys didn't like it so much. Um, but I mean, I it, it, it it's definitely, just... yeah. I think it. I think it looks kind of funky. You know, it's kind of like in your face. It's not. I think after you know, post Batman Begins era superheroes, where you had a lot of realism pumped into like how the costume works, why they, how they would be able to survive in the costume, like why they became this, how they are, how can they be allowed in like a scientifically sound and like logical universe. Um, it seems like more, more and more superhero properties now are like embracing more like, nah, let's just make it fun. Like, let's remove those restrictions. So yeah, it seems like right the costume, yeah. I mean, Spider-Man's costume was always like pretty flamboyant to that, you know, that white spider on it just, uh, it's its own thing. I guess like Andrew was saying, like it's, it's, it's the Batman Arkham suit of the Spider-Man game. So, and I mean, I don't know. I'm like, go ahead. I think the more we see it, the more it'll just become like another Spider-Man suit. Mm -hmm. You know, like, if they're just going to stick with it, I hope they don't change it. Like, this is our Spider-Man. Like, if this is the only reason you're not going to play this fucking badass Spider-Man game, then that's right. on you. Oh, it's yeah. not keeping me from playing the game not at me. all. I, yeah. I just I, I don't I hope... understand, like, <laughs> why, why complain about that one thing? That's right, like, yeah. Like, everything I've read has just been like, but that white spider, though, and it's like, fucking I hope, real I hope Did there's you not a... watch what I just watched? <laughs> <laughs> I hope there's a lot of, in terms of, like, the sandbox gameplay, I hope there's a lot of, like, distractions um, mm -hmm. from, you know, the main mission. And not just, like, sub-missions where you go and meet somebody and watch another cinematic. Like, things that happen in real time, you know, like mm -hmm. burglaries or car thefts, you know, just, like, run the gamut of petty crimes 
that you can, there's always crime going on because my favorite part about, um, or one of my favorite parts about like Grand Theft Auto is, is that, you know, you don't necessarily outside of online, even like you can kind of make your own game of it, you know, like how many, how long can I last, uh, while causing as much havoc as I can, you know, running from the cops or whatever. But with Spider-Man, like, I hope there's just replayability in the fact that you're just in the world, you know, the, the living, breathing city of New York, like let there be constantly, let there be crime because you could spend hours just like flying or zipping around foiling like small crimes while doing, you know, bigger things within the story or whatever. I just think it would give it a lot of replay value. Yeah. I think they, they did that in Arkham already. So I would, I would like to think that yeah. they uh, will do that with this new Spider-Man mm -hmm. one. It's too obvious. I hope, yeah, I hope, I hope they put in a good um, photo app as well. Ah, like really that's tap, true, true, true. Tap yeah. into Peter Parker's uh, photography a little bit. You know what I mean? That'd be fucking tight. Mm -hmm. They they need to make like the best Marvel game ever made because they Batman already like they've pretty much done it. They need Marvel if they if they catch up with that, they're really gonna corner that market as well. You know so. Yeah, I, I'm I'm excited. I'm glad they've done this, and it's cool that it's a seasoned Peter Parker too. They they made that distinction. Like this is an adult Peter Parker, no, no origin, cool. no kid. This is cool. this is a, like if you look like he's a little bit taller too, maybe. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Yeah, and the villains, you know, like because you know they're gonna reimagine a lot of the villains, which I'm looking forward to seeing like some of the new costumes for new villains and stuff like that that they interpret through this new game um, right 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 you know it's like like arkham had the uh, best version of, yeah. of poison ivy probably ever or harley quinn you know yeah she was great and like yeah how the, how those how those um how these games develop upon some of those characters it seems like harley quinn's uh in the dc universe it seemed like her image was drastically shifted after the arkham games Right, you know, like some right. some of those some of those details. So it'd be interesting to see what characters like pop in this new game because it's gonna be huge, man. Like that trailer alone, it showed little, very little of what we interpret as gameplay, um, mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of like cinematic, just for as short as it was. So I mean, there it seems like there's so much more to come um, from that game. So it's like it's. It's actually really exciting considering, like, mm -hmm. as soon as I saw the announcement for that, I thought immediately back to the Spider-Man 2 game and was just like, fuck yeah, like, I remembered how much fun that shit was. Yeah. This, mm -hmm. uh, this is a good move, too, to make it Spider-Man be their first thing. I, I've heard that, you know, the most popular superheroes in the world are Batman, Superman, and then Spider-Man is number one for Marvel to this day, even yeah. post-Avengers, post-Iron Man, whatever. Yeah. He's also apparently... I don't know if this is exactly true or not, but from what I've heard is that it's the most popular um, birthday party theme for kids in the world. Tight, yeah. Yeah, Spider-Man is... Spider-Man rules, dude. I mean, it's... I, and I know a lot of people in America that are like, eh, I don't know, I like Batman more or, or, or whatever, but uh, it seems like worldwide Spider-Man is fucking huge. I mean, yeah. we all would know that, but it's like, it, like he's really well, like... He he embodies he he embodies the he embodies the things that batman possesses without the tragedy and he also embodies the things that superman possesses without the hokiness you know right, he, like right, right. he's somewhere in the middle like if you think about the big superheroes outside of their brands 
you have Batman, Superman, and Spider-Man. Right. I would think. You know, and then Wolverine maybe to a lesser. But, like, those guys. And Spider-Man just has that, like, Spider-Man isn't tied to, like, a nationalist ideal the way that maybe Superman and Captain America kind of are. Like, the Boy Scout kind of, like... (laughs) Uh, you know, and they're not marred by the darkness of tragedy the way that Batman um, and uh, Wolverine or like some of the superheroes that have gotten traction in movies and video yeah. games. They're not I mean, marred by yeah. that same darkness. Yeah. Like Spider-Man, you can step in and have fun with while also like experiencing a bit of the gravitas of what that character holds. But it's just it's all fun. And it's funny. And like. Out of any one of them, Peter Parker is, like, probably the most resilient, you know? Mm-hmm. Never complains. Fucking cracks jokes through through the thick and thin of it. It's yeah. the it's the I comedy. Mean, yeah, the comedy aspect, yeah. too. Like, they, they didn't add comedy in the movie. They took it out, actually, for right. a lot of them. Like, it's been right. part of the character for a long time. His tagline is called, yeah. Your Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man. He's also a bit younger. Yeah, right. I think yeah. kids... You don't need a Robin character. You don't need an audience surrogate right. yeah. for I Spider-Man. Was, that was the big thing with him, too. It's like, most of the time, it's kids, you know, reading comics, you know, growing up. And, like, he, Spider-Man, was a kid. Like, in even in the new movies, are making him younger, uh, like, a high school student. And, like, he's dealing just with, like, a lot of the same problems that, like, other kids could be dealing with. He's just, you know, growing up in Queens with his aunt and dealing with shit, dealing with bullies at school he's not rich like Mm -hmm. bruce wayne or tony stark so he can't you know just pay his monies uh with money his problems away he still has to deal with you know shit that you and i have to deal with while also taking on this big responsibility of being a superhero and wanting to go out and do good and help people that that uh so the cartoon came on fox at the same around the same time as the x-men cartoon so that's why (laughs) x-men was like so near and dear to me whereas spider-man i've always i've never hated him but he was never like my favorite guy i mm-hmm. it, it, I, I would like to see like like what's in pop what's the most what's everybody's famous favorite superhero worldwide i'd like to see a study of that like c- comparing Eventually, america yeah. america to international yeah it's gonna be like boom baba de boo boo or something from fucking <laughs> the middle of nowhere and they're gonna be like he is the one he is the one who will save us all Race racism brought to you by. That's Santa not Cruz. racist. How is that racist? <laughs> he said boom, bada bee boo. <laughs> Adam Carolla here. Tonight, <laughs> I've had a beer. Adam Carolla here. I just wanted to call in again and say, great job, guys. <laughs> great, <laughs> yeah. Fucking great. I love Spider Man now. Oh yeah, yeah. There you go. You guys are grown ass men talking you know, I... about some teenager in blue and red tights. <laughs> go fuck some pussy. Uh, I hope you get to go visit the old house uh, and go see Aunt May in the new game. In in you know like take the fucking like swing your ass to Queens and like check out the old house you know or something like that. It, that calls into question like how big the map is going to be for this game, mm-hmm. which you know now it's like bigger is better. Like the next game has to be like massive, 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 massive. So I, it'll be I interesting think, to see how mm-hmm. far you can go and what you can experience. I think it will be. I think it seems to me like they're going to pull out all the stops for this game. Now is the time for a new Spider-Man game. That's all that is. 
Now is the time. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> everything, all these, everything is just like, what's the word? Like congealed together for. No, I don't know. Keep going, guys. I'm can you can you imagine DLC <laughs> like like maybe not a Captain America game, but let's say you you have that map of New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So there's a there's a Fuck Captain yeah. America pack where you get Captain America. Maybe not for a full game, but like. Oh, dude! Why couldn't they do that? Just they, like, they they hmm. might be testing the market. Like, what is yeah. the most popular one? Or like Tony Stark flying around that same map oh, of New York. Oh, dude! Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, you know, there's so X-Men. there's so much. I mean, Marvel's so New York based already, right? Or or fucking Daredevil or whatever the fuck. Go to fucking Hell's Kitchen, like. Dude. I mean, there's there's a there's a they need to they need to set up that map and then throw map. in characters. Yeah. Imagine yeah. what that means for online, uh, as well. You know what I mean? Like having massive battles. You know the the incident, quote unquote, from all the Marvel movies. Like having that massive battle over New York with all these different superheroes via online connection mm-hmm. I it's think, possible seemingly right no they could totally do it I, 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 they might want to dude keep you're it. fucking what go go ahead go ahead it'll be like worldwide events you know or or rather like can be like um esports you know where all these fucking like i'm badass with iron man on this particular um what would you call it like this particular battle or whatever like say you had those aliens or some kind of like large threat thanos or whatever and you do it like um, League of Legends or something like that, where you have all these people playing these characters in these giant maps, all doing a certain part of a different mission. You know, it's like a big spectacle. It's like a huge esports gaming event. If it was Marvel characters, I would actually watch it as opposed to League you, of Legends. Yeah, exactly, dude. And then you would like follow people like, this dude's Iron Man is fucking so ill. You know, he's like, these are the best of the best right now, and they're going to actually take on Thanos. You could have the Secret Wars... It, as an online gaming experience, not just like a comic book where you're jumping from fucking place to place through panels. You're like, this shit's happening right now. With VR, bro. With VR. <laughs> just like, just back there, somebody's jerking off on a rooftop as Nightcrawler. <laughs> leave me leave me alone. I'm committing leave a sin. Alone. I'm being sinful. <laughs> I'm committing a sin. You go play your battle. I'm going to do anyway, this and ask for so, forgiveness. Yeah, bottom line, you know, like the possibilities of in-game choices and and experiences is just like opening wider and wider. Superheroes and VR, I mean, that's what every comic book fan has wanted. Yeah. Like you get to fucking, you could fucking be Spawn now, you know, like you're going to be able to go on those old comic book adventures, like, that's crazy. Oh man, Spawn on HBO, that was the shit. Um, anyway, let's move yeah. on to uh, Maddie's <laughs> music. Uh, so we we wanted to cover the album "Darkness Come Alive" by Doom Riders.
Maddie, I'm gonna ask you what I always ask you. Why this album? Um, because it's fucking badass as shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I just... I love everything on Death Wish. Most of the stuff we've reviewed on here has been off Death Wish. And uh, I had no idea that, like, the bassist of uh, Converge was in this band. Uh, they just kept popping up. And I was like, fine. Uh, I was at a record store, and I got both the – I got their first album and then the second one that we're reviewing for, like, four bucks each. And I was like, fine. All right, I'll dive in. Let's see what Doom Riders is all about. And the first one's okay, very fun. But I thought, like, the second one just, like, encapsulated everything. I don't know. It's just fucking good, and it's just fucking hard. And I don't know. I thought a lot of people on this podcast would appreciate a good listen to this. Anybody else listen to it? Doom Riders yeah. rules. <laughs> that fucking right, album is so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a really good album. I enjoyed it. Probably, uh, I really enjoyed the track Come Alive. And yeah. I think a couple of you guys mentioned before Jealous God. I listened to that again before we started. And yeah, I, I just really enjoy the whole album. Dude, Jealous God is like what I put on right before work to get pumped up. <laughs> nice. Stefan? Uh, yeah, just... Oh, yeah. Oh, no, this album's great. I, I've, I've listened to it a couple times. I don't recall any of the track titles. But, um, uh, it, I don't know. It just jams. I like the driving, um, like the driving energy of their, their bass mm-hmm. and their, their riffs. You know, it's just like, it's like straight to the point kind of, um, metal, like mixes that metal rock and roll kind of vibe. Um, uh, and it's like, I don't know what else can, I don't know what else I can say. It's really good. I got to listen to it more, but I've listened to it a few times and now I just sound like a poser. For me, it, 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 grew, <laughs> it, it actually grew on me a bit, which is, uh, Maddie's music first, because I'm usually like immediately like this or that, but <clears throat> yeah. I, I, it took me a while to get used to the vocals. Actually. I don't, I don't know why, but after I did, I, I really enjoyed it. And I do agree with Maddie. I think jealous guy is probably the best track. Um, yeah, and it is kind of like a rock metal vibe, which is something that I can really appreciate. Yeah. It's just like... It's called Death and Roll. Sorry. This is, oh, yeah. Uh, there's a there's another album, it's Offsprings, The uh, Smash, that like I can just like put in, and I listen to it all the way through, and before I know it, it's like back at the beginning, and I'm like, God, that album's so fucking good. It's just like so driving, it's just so intense makes me want to drive faster, ride my bike faster. And Doom Rider is kind of like this album for me is like that album. It just like once it starts, before I know it, I'm right back at track one again. And I'm like, where the fuck did the time go? Like, where am I? Like, yeah. this album's so good. And it, every song, there's not one song where I'm like, oh, skip that one, skip this one. I mean, sometimes I do skip to Jill Scott because I just love it. And it's really fun to scream along to in the car. But, you know, I, also, Andrew, it did take me like a couple listens to get into because I was like, I don't know. But like once you get into... I don't know. It wasn't the vocals or anything. I was just like, I don't know if I like like the guitars. So like, it was just other things. And then like, once I let it all sink in and like the lyrics and everything, and I was just like, this album's fucking great. And I'm doing some extra like more research on the band. Like most people's favorite album, they have three, and this this is their favorite one. Um, okay. But, uh, just I I don't know I. I just every once in a while like some bands I'll just be like oh that was cool I'll I'll hang on to that and I won't listen to it for a couple months but literally like once a week I'm like you know what I need to hear Doom Riders Darkness Come Alive that's what I need right now in my life 
it seems like, uh, especially with that Jealous God track, that uh, at least the singer has had some issues with religion in his life. Yeah, it's the, a lot of the songs are very much about like not being told what to do or like what might be pre like people are just or like who to be or like what maybe a path is set out for you or what you think it should be. It's kind of a lot of the lyrics seem to be for the most part. Um, I mean, there is a song called Blood Avenger, which I don't think has anything to do with that. I think it's probably just a <laughs> just want to write badass shit. Yeah, like, uh, but yeah, it's like some of the songs, like, uh, there's the song Lions, which is very much about, like, not listening to, like, people, like, just, you know, putting you down for something you're trying to do if they don't understand it or they don't like it, and I don't know, those, like, I, I like those messages and stuff in my music, you know? Oh, yeah. It's good. Like, especially I, I haven't... kind of, like, more of an artistic side, which most of us are. Like, it's, you know, a lot of our fields are just like, you can never make it doing this or that or you know, film, video games, artwork, you know, and it's just like, no, I'll fucking do it. Fuck you. I'll do whatever. Where, where is the singer from? Do you know? Where did he grow I up? Think, it's like, uh, I think he, it was somewhere maybe in like Maine or something, but I know he like lives in Boston now because he's part of Converge. So uh, all those guys are from like Boston and stuff, but I don't think he's from there because his first band that he was in that kind of got him noticed was called Jesuit. And, uh, I think that was like a maybe Maryland or something, but like they found their way to Boston, and that's how he like kind of got hooked up with that like scene, that hardcore scene in Boston. Man, they stuff. are like so hardcore too in that in that in that area Dude, in Boston. Yeah, because like Death Wish is a label out of Boston, and then like uh, Kurt Ballou, who's also in Converge, like has his God City studio there. So I mean, they're just like fucking anything that sounds somewhat interesting or cool they're fucking like recording it and doing it there i am on uh the singer's uh wikipedia page now is it nate newton nate newton is his name uh before relocating to boston area and joining converge in 99 he was in the virginia beach area hardcore punk band lift and then okay. jesuit and a few others, and he was also in Dillinger Escape Plan. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, he was also in the band The Red Chord. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I thought, you know what, I guess this is uh, my own bias, but I thought he was from the South. I thought he was part of that, like, Southern metalcore scene for us for a bit. Yeah. Just because of that, uh, that, that song, Jealous Scott, it seemed like he was going through some sort of, uh, I don't know if you call it crisis of faith, but it just seemed like he had problems with the religious stuff that he grew up with. Am I reading that wrong? I mean, I think that's what the, that song is about. Like, uh, I mean, for people who haven't listened to it, listen to it. It's very much a song about, like, I, I just, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think everyone goes through that stuff, though. Like, all that yeah. religious stuff. I think uh, if you grew uh, yeah. up with any religious people in your life constantly forcing it upon you uh you're always gonna have like even i like i identify as an atheist but um i still like there's still those times that they're just like sometimes it's just like what if you know like i don't think that goes away just because you're like this is what i identify as you know right so i mean
mean, I'm, you know, it probably was like, he was like, man, I'm having some issues. Like, you know, maybe something happened. Maybe he lost a best friend. Maybe he lost a family member and was like, just started thinking about it. And then he was like, you know what? I could write a really badass song called Jealous God based yeah. around this. And it is really badass. <laughs> and he was from Virginia Beach, Virginia. So maybe there is some of that in there, actually. Um, yeah, actually, Maddie, uh, this is kind of a side tangent here, but when did you become atheist? Because I don't think you were during college days. No, I was probably like an agnostic, um, but I don't know, just events led to me just being like, you know what, I just like, <laughs> fuck it, I just like don't believe in it, and I don't believe in any of that, and I just like... You know, just was like, all right, just atheist. Because I kept on straddling the line. I was like agnostic, but then I like, I don't really care. So I was just like, all right, fuck it. I'm just not going to think about it too much anymore. So, Maddie, um, I remember like, I, you know, I was going through a bunch of shit too during college. And you, uh, you said, you noticed like I was like literally screaming out of cars one night. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, think I remember that. Because I couldn't fucking figure it out. And then I just gave up for a long time and then. I also became a non-believer a few years later. Yeah. What were you yelling out of the window? I think, I can't remember the, what the, do you remember what it was, Maddie? I don't remember, but I remember we had a very long conversation about faith and That's religion awesome. and God. And just, you were just like, I don't remember exactly, but it was more of you just frustrated because you like wanted to, Going to college and at SCAD and like a lot of the parties we went to, we were not doing very Christian-like things. At <laughs> and yeah. Andrew really enjoyed those things, but you also have that conflicting, well, this isn't right, this isn't Christ-like, I want to be a Christian, blah, 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 that bullshit. And it's just like, I, I don't know. I, I think you were just so upset because you wanted to balance that and be like Christian, but also do these things, which is, I think everyone struggles with, but I think at some point for me anyway, it was just like, well, fuck it, I'm just going to do this stuff that makes me happy, and if that makes, in the eyes of Christians, makes me go to hell, then that's fine. But I don't feel like I'd do anything that's fucking terrible to anyone, you know? Like, I mean, we've all done shitty things in relationships, but that shit just happens, and it's happened to me, you know? But, uh, I don't know. I, I think it was more just frustration, because you wanted to live this kind of, like, free lifestyle, but then you had all that, like, religious oppression that was just like... You know, like you can't do these things. You can't smoke weed. You can't drink this much. You can't get drunk and blah blah blah. It, it was maybe partly that, but it was also, I think for me mainly, it was like I felt like I would have been okay with restrictions if I could have, you know, had some idea or at least felt like any of the shit was real. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like everything I go like, it's just a book, and I mean. There are cooler books I want to believe in, you know? <laughs> Necronomicon. Yeah, you know, so maybe there's some, some ancient, like, some ancient shit, I don't know, horror movie stuff. Yeah, I mean, like, that stuff's more fun to me than, like, fucking half the shit that's written in the Bible. And I think the thing that did it for me that put the question there, is this real? It was, I was a little kid, and I was sitting in Sunday school, and I, like, raised my hand, and they're like, well, what's your question? I was like, what about dinos? And they were like, well, they mentioned in Revelations this dragon, and I went, my hand raised again, they're like, yes? And I was like, dragons are not dinosaurs. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, there was no real answer, and I've never really gotten an answer for it, and that's it, guys. That's mm -hmm. it, ladies and gentlemen. Explain to me why dinosaurs exist. Did God just put the bones there just to fuck with us and test our faith? Yeah, that's what they say. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's some bullshit. Um, 
but uh, you know, I that don't know. Dude, like when that answer was given to me later on, I was like, I like looked in there and I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" I think I think people in the South, specific, especially, have this problem. Like you, like I remember you go to church on Sunday and then there's science class on Monday, and even in the South, we did cover evolution and stuff. Even in the South, amazingly enough. And mm-hmm. for yeah, most people, it seemed like they didn't really think about it that much. But, like, there's definitely, like, a percentage of kids that are like, what the fuck? Like, what do, <laughs> you know, we, we're taught mm-hmm. the Big Bang and evolution on Monday. And then the next Sunday, we got to go back to church and say, oh, no, that's not right. Like, and even as a kid, you got to, like, try to parse, like, what is true or not. Like, and it drives you nuts. Yeah, I think as a kid, I was like, well, I'll go to church because you're forcing me to because I'm a child. But dinosaurs are way cooler. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maddie, you're yeah, all about so cool. you're all about like s- specific creatures and shit. Even when you're a kid. Yeah, man. <laughs> I was just like, I needed to know. Like, were they just like kicking it? Like, were they on the ark, man? Was like Moses saving dinosaurs, or did he just leave them behind? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what a shitty thing to do. I'll take all the cool small animals, but not you big ones. Yeah, exactly. It was just like, that shit didn't add up as a kid, and I think I've just kind of wrestled with it. And then, like, my parents got divorced, and then there was, like, a big sermon at my church because it was small about how divorce isn't right and how my parents are going to hell because they're not together because they made that that pact. And I was just like, my parents are ten times happier, and I'm not in, like, a home where, like, shit's getting thrown and people are screaming at one another for hours on end. Like... It's so much better. Like, how can this be wrong, you know? And after that, I was just like, you know what? Fuck this shit, <laughs> you know? Um, you know, fuck but I'll be the first shit. one to, like, get to the pearly gates and be like, well, fuck, I was wrong. <laughs> you know? Like, whatever. Maybe hell's not that bad. Maybe it's just a fucking party, man. It's metal. Yeah, it's better music, metal yeah. fucking great. Better uh, music. Because, I mean, if, if, if I was... If I was <laughs> If I was God and I made a book, I would try to make the coolest place on Earth sound like the shittiest place on Earth. Dude, imagine imagine all the people you look up to, like your artistic, creative heroes and musicians and shit like that. Like, they partied way harder than we did in college, you know what I mean? Like, they sinned like a motherfucker. And if they're in hell, then, like, why do I... Like, even the most, like, honorable of people, like... Bruce Lee, for instance, or somebody, you know, like, did drugs in the 60s. You know, it was the fucking 60s and 70s. They, they did all kinds of shit. Or, yeah. I don't know, whatever. But probably some through some Christian filter, you're going to find that that motherfucker's in hell. <laughs> it's like, oh, most definitely. I don't want to I mean, be... I don't, I don't think he ever converted to I don't Christianity. Wanna, yeah, right. And I would never want to be in a place or some kind of afterlife where it's just like all the goody-goody tattletales, you know what I mean? Like I want to be a, I want to be in a place where I'm not gonna die because I'm there for eternity. There's metal playing constantly, and you got to <laughs> battle your way through everything. You know what I mean? Like, what kind of weapons are in hell? You know what I mean? It's the ultimate fucking video game, and you can fucking hang out with Jimi Hendrix. Like, yeah. <laughs> by that, by by that logic, you have heavy metal. <laughs> oh my god! You know, Jimmy, I thank Christianity for that. <laughs> I'm I was in just hell like the game. I, I think what really uh, set me over the edge with all that was just like a lot of this shit's just like scientifically not possible, like the the arc and the the the, 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 the no evolution whatsoever and and stuff like that. Like the re- restriction stuff 
yeah, that was a factor, but like, just like I wanted to like, if I could scientifically, academically, like convince myself that the Bible was real, I would have been like, all right, I'm never drinking again, or I'll do whatever. I mean, if I mean literally, if it is literally the word of God, then then I guess I'll do whatever the fuck he says, you know. But but at the end of the day, like after tons of research throughout my late teens and early twenties, like. I just came up with nothing. I ain't got time for that research no more. I'm over it. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty. Decision. I pretty much am too. I I've wrestled with it for years and years and years. I didn't mean to change this fucking Maddie's music into that, but Je- jealous God that was track. a great conversation. That jealous God oh, yeah. track just really like that. Like a, you said it was like your favorite, and then b, it it had that feel to it. So I wanted to at least key in on that for a second. But I mean, for like at least Andrew and I, I can't speak for James or Stefan. Like it's, I feel like even in like Superhouse days, like Andrew wrestled with it. I think I wrestled with it too. And you know, when songs come on about that, it's always like something that hits that like it always resonates with me. When yes, ever a yes, song about yes. Or like struggling with something that would. Anytime anything any song resonates with anything you've struggled with, of course you're gonna like that song more because it hits home and you know, and you're like, yeah, fuck yeah. I get that, man. Yeah, scream about it. I want to, too, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I screamed out of cars for a while. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was that, I wish it was I was, that bad. I wish I was there for that. Maddie was there. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. It was It was a rough time, man. It was rough, and I couldn't yeah, figure it out. Yeah, that's I so couldn't. interesting to me. It's, it's rough never... because you grow up like being taught all this stuff and it's, this is the good way to live and this is how you should live. And this is, this is definitely real. And, 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 and every adult around me believes in this a hundred percent. And shit. you know, like you, it's total indoctrination. And, and then there's all the whole Republican American view of it. And then, and then it just starts to really break down. And like, you know, it, it's a whole other, like you could do a whole other podcast series on this, this one topic, but, yeah, it's rough. It's mm-hmm. rough, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, like, identify as an atheist, but they're, like, I mean, every, like, I think it pops in everyone's head that was ever raised in, like, church or anything. You just, it always creeps back in there, like, what if? And it's like, stop that. What are you doing in there? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Like, there's even times, there's even times where I'm listening to metal and I, and I see a pentagram or something, and there's, like, before before I think it's awesome, there's one second where I'm like, this is evil. <laughs> this is evil. I, what am I doing? I shouldn't be listening to this, but I will now listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> or even you like, like look around and you look yeah. up for a second and you're all like, double click. Oh my God, so much evil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly. Funny, like, uh, with all like the satanic imagery and stuff, like, you know, a lot of religious groups look upon metal because of that. Or it's like, you know, the song, uh, Run From The Hills. It's like, if you actually listen to the lyrics, he's running away from a satanic occult. Like, he's trying to get away from that. Or it's like, Wait, even in... Wait, Iron Maiden? Uh, yeah, Iron Maiden. That's about yeah. uh, That's Native cool. Americans, brah. Well, there, um, there's definitely, like, subtext to the song, too. But, like, even initially... Or, I'm forgetting which song I'm thinking of. But it's like, most of the time, like... It's uh, there's a bunch of them that are going against that. Like even in Doom too. Like yeah, you're they oh they're talking about oh Doom is so evil and stuff. It's like 
you do realize you're fighting the demons. Yeah, exactly. You're putting exactly. shotguns in their faces and yeah. blowing them off. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you're like, blowing. I play as a demon. That's what no. I. Oh, but shotguns are evil too. <laughs> oh, no, Lord. that's the one. That's the one thing Americans don't think is evil is fucking yeah. shotguns. <laughs> Man, what a motherfucking segue if I ever saw one or heard one. Gun control issues. Yeah, yeah. so we're really, we are really switching gears here from. Happy no, I wanted Lucky. to talk about Doom for a second. Okay, no, go kidding. ahead. Go. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just sorry. Kidding. What we're, I was, what I was gonna say about, what I was gonna say about Doom Riders is that uh, that I collected my thoughts at this point. What I was going to say was that this fucking, the album through and through, it grooves. It has a groove, you know? Like, our generation doesn't think about groove the same way that, well, we don't address that a lot of the times. But the one thing about metal, to me, metal is the antithesis of fucking jam bands. And jam band <laughs> is all about the groove. Yeah. But metal, metal finds these groups, metal and hardcore, they find these grooves, dance to it, and it like moves us, you know what I mean? And the one thing about Doom Riders is they fucking work the groove in this album. They just like you're never you're never left like waiting for the next groove. The whole thing is fucking <laughs> it's the hippiest shit I've ever said, it, but it's fucking groovy. It's so <laughs> crunchy about metal music. It does. You can fucking like you could yeah, be riding right. your bike like mashing out or something, going to the bank, and when you're in the bank waiting in the ATM line, you're still rocking out. You're still fucking like grooving. Then you go to fucking leave the bank and you got to go to work or something. And that last few seconds before you have to take your earphones out and clock in, you're still fucking rocking. I didn't mean for that to rhyme, but it was pretty cool that it did. It's the death and roll <laughs> aspect, I guess. No, I, I it is. It really is. With all, like, I think most really great metal bands that like people put up there with the the height of metal, they all have that fucking groove, man. And it take it might take a little bit to find it, and it takes several listens to get it. But once you get it, you're just like, the head banging just starts, and you're like, I'm oh, in. Oh baby, I know, it. I know where it is. <laughs> Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Saint. Hail Satan. And 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 to round to to round the argument or the discussion out. Is there are a lot of great Christian and hardcore metal bands? Yeah, yeah, there are. There are <laughs> that actually. I I have been into for a long time that I didn't even know were fucking Christian bands. You know, just like it, it doesn't necessarily matter too much at a certain point, like where your beliefs lie with music, because a lot of the time it's like the true essence of wherever that spirituality lies can be found in music. It's something indescribable to each and every person. We all experience it different, but we know the groove. We can find the groove. Yeah. <laughs> and when we find that shit in metal and aggressive music and hard music, it takes on a whole different kind of like emotional and spiritual stimulus because it's not just like, it's not pigeonholed to fucking like jazzy solos and fucking groove, like uh, funky bass lines and shit. You know what I mean? It's not just this like, and band like frolicking in a fucking field on acid <laughs> kind of thing anymore it's a whole different thing it's like we're able to find the groove in the darkness and that's fucking dope dude that's the darkness best that's the fucking that's the most awesome <laughs> sentence i've ever said <laughs> i've ever spoked seven santa cruz stroking his own dick <laughs> so that's my that's i just wanted to say that about the album anyway back to guns do you have a towel with you right now since you're stroking yourself you i always have a towel with me okay good 
Towley. <laughs> he always gets high. Towley. I want to get high. <laughs> you guys, I bought a BS4 today. You want to what? fucking... What's your you wanna... name? <laughs> it's Stefan Santa Cruz on the thing, I think. Yeah. Boring. Is it spelled all weird? <laughs> no. Oh, okay, I'll find spelled you. with emojis. I'm Super Caveman, 1984. Super Caveman, 1984. I'm adding it right now. Anyway, sorry to derail. Shit. Mm-hmm. I'm That's all right. How do I? Where do I go to enter that? I don't know. Caveman? What was it? Super Caveman, 1984. All right. We're gonna have so many friend requests from all of our listeners. Please, hey, if you do friend me from this podcast, just message me saying that you found us through the podcast. You fucking pussy. <laughs> They're just like Call of Duty dudes. Come on, yeah. you fucking bitch. You, you don't like Let's my go. fucking video game, bro? One on one deathmatch. Bitch. F word. <laughs> You're going to hell, boy. All right, anyway. <laughs> man, back to guns, goddammit. Uh. <laughs> So that Orlando thing, y'all, uh, that was not good. Oh man! And yeah. uh, what a now, thing to happen. yeah, yes. And after all that happened, uh, there's always the, the, the gun control debate comes up, and I was wondering what you guys thought about gun control in general. And if you say gun control is holding it with two hands, go fuck yourself. <laughs> well, I'll go fuck myself. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, gun control, I don't know. We talked about this a little bit before we started this, and it's at this point, it's got to be like people to make a difference. It's got to be like the gun enthusiasts in the world to change things because people who don't use mm-hmm. guns or just use them randomly as a, like go to the shooting range just to try it out, these aren't the people that like like we have to get the gun enthusiasts to change something. Like, I, should you be able to buy a semi-automatic uh, rifle? No, you shouldn't. If you want, like, you know, like a fucking revolver to, you know, make you feel safe, sure, why not? But you got to pass some tests to get that shit. Right. Like mental health tests. Right. But that's how I feel about it. I just feel like it's too easy. I mean, I'm not saying that people shouldn't have guns. If you need it in your life, then sure, whatever. I don't feel like I personally need one, but... I, what I my argument is, let's get rid of guns and bring back fucking swords. Oh, I would love that, actually, <laughs> yeah. personally. Because yeah. dude, dude, if I could carry a katana with me, chance of surviving. That would be the best thing ever, man. Yeah. How actually. dare you defile my reputation? <laughs> right. That's what I'm talking about. Maybe bring back gloves and slap each other in the face too to duel with swords. I don't know. Like, that would be the shit. How dare you stare at my woman's ass? <laughs> Playing a lot of Dark Souls uh, and uh, Elder Scrolls Online and just like having two swords or a big gray sword <laughs> on my back running around with that shit. I just think it looks cooler than a gun. Just saying. <laughs> sitting down sitting down to brunch with your fucking broadsword. There's no like mass stabbing. God, all either. these weapons. You're going to have to get weapon locks for your fucking <laughs> shit and lock it outside. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Uh, dude, I need to borrow that... Uh, uh, you see that uh, meter over there? I need to lock my sword to that. Do you think you could scoot it over a little bit so I can lock it? Can we lock ours together? It'll be like a bike thing. 
James, what do you think? Yeah. yeah, as Maddie said, we talked a little bit before we recorded. I was saying, like, probably the best way to deal with guns is just regulate, regulate it the same way we do with cars. Like, you have to take tests, you gotta get licensed for license. it, and then, you know, DMV, so you have reg car registration and stuff. Do the same thing with guns, in which, like, guess what? The government hasn't taken away our cars for having cars registered. There's that whole thing quick. like like if you take away guns then, then they always say well the like bad people will continue to happen whereas only good people will be left gunless but like other countries yeah. have stricter gun control laws and are fine. Like their uh, crime yeah. crime fucking happens. Crime is gonna happen no matter. And their like, governments are we, better. Yeah. It's yeah. like what was it, like in Sweden, like a couple of years ago, like they had to like shoot a someone who murdered someone but they didn't want to or something and there's like a big debate if they should actually yeah. kill him but he like wouldn't come out of the building or i forget what the <laughs> whole ordeal was but it's like a big scene that they had to like take this guy down like they didn't want <laughs> to and this person had killed someone else but i i don't know it's just like if other countries can do it, we can do it too. I don't know like what the fuck is going on in America anymore. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's weird with me too because I mean I, I'm from the South, obviously. Talked about that a lot, but like, and I've always been interested in martial arts, so I, I do very much understand the need to protect yourself. But at the same time, it, it feels like with the mass shooting thing, it's 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 guns are it's just too far gone, man. It's too powerful of a thing for. Yeah. For somebody to hold, it feels like a lot of the time, and yeah, yeah, it's cool in movies and stuff. But God, it's like this is getting ridiculous. And yeah. I mean, it will it will be weird if if the government's the only entity with with guns. But at the same time, the government's the only entity with SWAT plus choppers plus this and that. Like, sure, you can hold down your own fort in your in your house. If but if they're really after you, they're gonna send a SWAT team and a chopper and blow up your fucking ass. So like. Yeah. Even at that point, the, the 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 gun argument, it's like you're gonna get a couple shots in, bro, and, and that's it. Like, mm -hmm. and you're gonna get a worse sentence afterwards. So, I don't know. Like, like yeah, like removing guns entirely. I don't know how feasible that is in America, especially with the Second <laughs> Amendment. But yeah. I will say, going to Japan and not having to worry about guns at all ever is fucking glorious. Like, you can walk around anywhere mm. without having a fucking problem. Even like, yes, there's. A, a, there's rape in Japan, just like there's rape everywhere else. But most women tell me that they can walk around in the city at night with no problem whatsoever. Yeah. So there's there's that as well. And, and you know what? Maybe there's something to be said about American culture having like, like why do we why do we like guns so much? Like why? Yeah. What what is so good about it? It's that cowboy shit. It's a cowboy it's, I, way. It's a cowboy mentality, I guess. And, yeah. and, and you know, at the same time, I gotta call myself out because why do I like swords so much? Those kill people too. <laughs> but um, it's just the scale on which that you can kill as well. Yeah, well, it's, it's like, like the, the, the semi-auto and all that shit. Like, yeah, yeah just go it's back just, to muskets, guns. Yeah, guns, guns. <laughs> Half an hour to reload. After pulling the trigger, guns take away because it's so fast. It's such like a brutal type of weapon. And happens in an instant is guns remove the responsibility uh, from from the person behind the gun for that moment. You know what I mean? It's like it's so easy. That's what they say is it's so easy. And anybody who shoots a gun at a shooting range is just like, oh, my God, the power of it, like feeling yeah, that power yeah. in my hand, that power of destruction. You know what I mean? I think like I think guns are great. 
in video games. I think, <laughs> you know, I think, I think, um, I think people have a right to weapons of any kind that they feel they need to protect themselves, but I don't think we deserve them. I think at this point with the way we're talking about other countries like Australia and Japan um, that have more strict gun rules, ban, you know, like London, even for their police and stuff like that, the statistics show that you have far less deaths by guns than you would anywhere else that has guns. Um, and then you and then you hear about how they have or well, and then you read about like in Australia, like the like it's peaceful. It's pretty peaceful. You know what I mean? Like hmm. they've found a way to solve their discrepancies more or less without violence, you know, as long as it's not like some Maori gang or something like that. But that is also that there's not as many people. There's not yeah. as many people in some of these places. Um the amount of gangs is probably much lower, but the population. Yeah, is low, and lower here as well. it's just yeah. like I mean I don't know what it is. The after the shooting in Orlando, I think you know it should just be harder. Like what James was saying, it should just be harder for people to get guns, um, or you should be you should have to like you should have to do it like martial arts, like getting a black belt. You know what I mean? You should have to earn your way to this, this, and that. Um, but that also calls into the question. The whole Orlando thing, as much as it's trying, it's, you know, it's right before an election, as much as the media is spinning it as it being connected to ISIS or Al-Qaeda or this, this and that. If you read about what this actual person, who this actual person is, you find no direct connections other than him saying shit um, on Facebook. And That's stuff. what like, happened in San Bernardino. Like, exactly. Like it's, it's just like random people that claim right. uh, allegiance right. just before they say do something insane. And people are going to use that politically to their own agenda. But what the real issue is, is mental illness. What the real issue is, aside from mental illness, which is a word now we can sweep under the rug, like you're mentally ill, uh, you know, go get help. And it's up to that person. But what the real issue it has to do with is loneliness and overpopulation. You really you think know, so? That's that's a hell I of a claim. So. That's a hell of a claim right there, actually. I do think so. I think I think most people. I think most people of our generation. You know, we're not we're millennials, but we're not the new millennials. We're not the ones that are like shaping culture and society the way that some of the younger generations are. Like. They don't give a fuck about adults. And to them, we may as well be fucking old. You know, like we may as well be like we're, we're in our 30s. There. You know what I mean? So I think our generation was allowed to not grow up. I think we we're allowed to be kids longer because of the way that the economy was, because of the way that like the post baby boomer generation raised us. Um, or maybe they are baby boomers. But anyway, I think we were allowed to be kids longer and now we're finding that the values that were instilled in us, like we're really the transitionary, transitionary like generation mm -hmm. because we see, we see both sides. We were, we were alive before the internet and we were alive after the internet. A lot of our contemporaries, quote unquote, were born after the internet. I but have we, a few things to say about that, but continue. Yeah, but we have that youthful spirit, you know what I mean? Anyway. So all I'm saying is that I, I do think that there's like, I think that there's a transition happening within us socially. Um, and I think social media and the internet has a lot to do with it. Um, I think what we perceive as being 
loneliness um, or, or being um, divided, you know, because Facebook and Twitter and everything allows us to see ourselves in the third person, allows us to see ourselves outside of our just first person view that we've built so much on through our upbringing, you know, who we are and what our values are and what our, you know, upbringing was and blah, blah, blah. Um, but I think, I think the younger generations have a whole different perspective or perception of the way that those values are interpreted. And we're still kind of locked in with a little bit of the old and a little bit of the new. Um, so I think overpopulation is a huge, is a, probably a massively overlooked um, issue because it ties into a lot of these tragedies and stuff. There's just too many people, man. Like we need to get up off this rock. <laughs> That's interesting. So and, I anyway, had, go ahead. Go, yeah, you go ahead. I had two things. So first I wanted to say the, uh, and now they're leaving me. Um, oh yeah. So like people talk about like the, going back to like the guns, uh, people, uh, need have a need to protect themselves and all that, like, and good people, if you take, if you take guns away from good people and they're only left in the hands of bad people, that, okay, that makes pretty much sense, right? But at the same right. time, how many people are fighting back at these mass shootings? And guns are perfectly legal for them to get already anyway. Exactly. It's, it's never, it's never, ever happened. And the day that it does happen, right. I, I'll change my opinion. But usually, like, the guy that gets a drop on somebody, they get the fucking drop on somebody, you know? Like, it's a sucker punch. You get blown in the face... <laughs> and and then that's it you know right right and, and 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 so like how much would change if we took guns away from people and and like also like to that point they were talking about uh i think the best thing that michael moore said in bowling for columbine the thing i remember the most is canada has a bunch of guns they use it for mainly hunting they hardly ever have mass shootings whereas america they have we have them all the fucking time now mm -hmm. and you uh it, it, it's and we're like right on top of each other we have like this arbitrary land border between us and what the main difference is culture i hate to break it to you but america is violent we're mm -hmm. violent culture like i'm sure a lot of like mostly in the country these days people still people lock their doors unlike they used to right like our parents generation mm -hmm. they talk about never locking their doors i bet you those country areas in canada where they still don't lock their doors, you know, because the culture is different. We we don't have a culture where we trust anybody, and we yeah. shouldn't really, I guess. But that's just the nature of how it's happened, and uh, that sucks. And to go to the second thing I wanted to say, you say it's overpopulation, but I'd say like, I think technology is changing us on a base level already with social yeah. media. It, uh, look, I yeah. love it. I'm a social media fiend myself. You guys could probably tell I'm on it all the fucking time, but yeah. you have you have like younger people that are growing up with just that, and like you said, they're seeing themselves in the third person. And this is maybe kind of a side thing, but at the conventions I go to, year after year, people are saying that they're quieter. They're yeah. people don't talk as much. People aren't as crazy. And I I wonder. This is just a conspiracy theorist inside of me, but I wonder, <laughs> is this technology making the younger generation less wild uh, is are they being more behaved but is that a good thing is everybody becoming cold and disconnected right. even though we're more connected than ever 
that's right. Well, that's what I think when I hear about like even at E three this past week, somebody said that like it's very quiet this year, and that was the only thing I could think of. And I'm sure Comic Con will be the quietest year ever. And look, I, this is a crazy thing that I'm drawing from. No, but I I I wonder, I wonder, and there's that whole Snapchat thing like. Kids needs they need Snapchat because they need it to go away. If it's on Facebook, it's there forever. And I didn't understand that being an older millennial <laughs> myself. But actually, Israel explained this to me, and it makes sense. Like, they, these kids they need things to go away, which right. we always had, and 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 we, and they've never had. So, anyway, yeah, that it, makes sense. Yeah. Well. Well, I think, you know, and like, and maybe it's not like an overpopulation thing, but I do think that's an issue, but perhaps it's more centralized with this idea of loneliness or, or the way that like social media, it, you know, has... Loneliness is redefined though, because if you have a cell phone, right. you're, you're never alone. Right, exactly. Like, exactly. You know, we have this different way of seeing our individuality as expressed through the social media outlets and... You know, I think certain people use these things, you know, like you, if you see all those studies about like sociopaths and stuff, they'll take more, um, they'll take more selfies and shit, you know what I mean? Like the, uh, what do you call them, um, narcissistic kind of personality, um, you know, and oftentimes those are attributed like this Mateen guy, the Orlando shooter, you know, he had selfies and shit like that, you know, and it's just like the way that he used social media he was on it a lot, you know, he was a member of Grindr and he was, you know, all this thing, however they want to twist it. My but, main um, theory about him is that he had being like growing up in a very, yeah. what seems like a very strong, uh, you know, Islamic home, yeah. very strong Muslim home. Uh, right. I, I think that his crisis of sexuality probably drove him to the brink. Totally. Yeah. You know? And then, and there clicks the mental illness, you know what I mean? Like yeah. why he couldn't deal with that in some other way. Like, even going out and beating up a couple is the same expression. Well, it's not the same exact expression, but you know what I mean? It's like he's trying to exercise that same type of anger by, like, causing violence on this couple or going and taking out as many people he can at this club. You know, it has – it's the same anger is behind it, I guess, is what I'm saying. Um, I mean, it's a religious background mixed with his sexuality. Yeah, like, that, that, right. that just – that not everybody fucking brings a gun to a bar, but this guy certainly did. Right. Yeah. Based on based on those things, so it's just yeah. like you're horrible. And then they call in like a lot of racial uh, issues, like he only targeted people of color and stuff in the club and whatever. But there's so much foul play around the entire situation a third of those people a little more than a third of those people were most likely killed by police officers during the gun battle really yeah you know, there's there's a bunch of articles on this but it's not what you see out you know like as far as anybody else is concerned it was isis sent an agent to kill the gays you know what i mean and it's like it divides people in such a strange way because you're going to have the right wing, like Trump supporter or whoever, um, they're going to be voting on these particular issues or voting like, you know, good. I wanted to see those people killed, you know, like the extremists, like, you know, there's a lot of people right now that are that are applauding that action, you know, and like the Westboro Baptist kind of community who are just like vehemently against any type of perceived sin. 
You know, it's just like there's just so much shit around this particular incident that none of it adds up. And like, bottom line, I think everything is just chaos completely, you know, when something like this happens, it, yeah, it happened for many reasons, but the, the main thing is that it happened. And now we have to deal with it. We have to make choices on behalf of this situation. Certain people are going to use it as their gun, their gun vote. Certain people are going to use it as their vote against like, you know, bathrooms for transsexuals or the LGBT community's rights. You know, certain people are going to be, uh, you know, like whatever, you can pretty much pull a, a petal off of the leaf of this tragedy and that be your voting, um, you know, angle, I guess, or your, your, your issue that you're voting on. It's got everything. And it's marred completely by misinformation, um, disinformation, and wrong information. <laughs> you know, right. so it's like, I think really what happened is like what we're saying, you know, it's like this dude who couldn't deal with his own own sexuality went in and, and uh, killed these people but then it calls into question like his experience working with a security agency that's one of the largest in the world that does security from down on down to bar doormen up to um, mercenaries that fight in in the Middle East or wherever else you're gonna have any kind of militaristic conflict so like there's all these things that are tied to this one single person you know, the conspiracy theorist in me has a lot to say about this particular incident, especially because it's closer to an election. Uh, but... So so wait, just, just for listeners' sake and just because I think it might be interesting, what do you think is the – like go crazy with your conspiracy theory right. for a second. Like what do you think right. is the ultimate goal here? <laughs> I, think, I think people are – I think people are targeted who have um, a weak mental – stability i think people are targeted with a past for mental illness um i think there are certain all right if i'm gonna go crazy i think there are certain factions like the ruling elite we would call them you know what i mean i think there are certain corporations and rich people who want to hold on to the resources that they've been able to amass over the last few hundred years since america was independent from europe um i think these types of families these types of ruling elite um have done experiments i think they run <laughs> what can i say nsa cia i think they're these organizations that have um unlimited funding that have no transparency to the american public as some governmental agencies do um and i think what happens is you find they just have they just find these perfect people and they fuck with their lives they fuck with their minds they fuck with their values and they manipulate them into being agents of this like chaotic um this chaotic kind of like machination this like uh an agenda of control you know what i mean it's it's all right so all right i gotta stop you there so yeah. you don't think that a guy could just become crazy on his own no i do i absolutely do i absolutely do down like the more logical and um realistic part of myself thinks that that's exactly what the orlando shooting is however i do i don't think it's like they're making it easier and easier to connect the dots around these like conspiracy theories basically and there's like and maybe it's just the news outlets i read or whatever but it's 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 like there's all these these incongruencies that 
are in either the official story or the broader story around these people. Like, you know, I don't think like um, the Aurora shooter, what's his name? I forgot his name, James Holmes. I don't think he was like a government sleeper agent or anything like that. I don't even necessarily think that Omar Mateen is, but (laughs) I think the, I think that these shootings are so similar and formulaic and widespread and frequent. And they always happen around some kind of like pivotal, like either the politicians are fucking up and they need to divert the attention from themselves or they need you to focus on this thing in order to sway the vote one way or another. And it's not a conspiracy theory necessarily about the shooters. It's a conspiracy theory conspiracy theory about the way politicians interact with one another okay anybody else got any comment on this <laughs> fuck well um, i sort of see it as oh. uh, uh sorry mate uh no, go ahead i definitely see it definitely there's been a lot more violent rhetoric going around whether it's from fox news whether it's from the politicians passing the transgender bathroom bill or uh trump obviously too where it's like i don't think there's that huge conspiracy but it's definitely like these (laughs) things that people see in the news constantly of like you know these those asshole pastors who like talk about how this was a good thing like people are seeing that constantly where that will push someone into that direction so i definitely see that as like a contributing factor of what's going on in this Winter Soldier, man. <laughs> um, just an update on the Anton Yelchin thing. I guess he had a, great, oh. a Jeep Grand Cherokee. Oh. And apparently from the years which he could have bought this Jeep Grand Cher- Cherokee, uh, they had a weird parking brake. So it seems like it rolled back and pinned him against his mailbox. So, yeah, I could, like, even if that didn't get that much momentum, if it broke, like... I feel like if it, like, broke any bones and he was internally bleeding pinned against his Jeep and probably dropped his cell phone. Hey, you're not going to outlaw uh, uh, that car anymore now, are you? I mean, I don't have that car no more. So That <laughs> shit devastated me, man. Dude, mm-hmm. it's just, he's, I mean. He's so, like, he was, I just, I always, every time I see him in a movie, I'm thinking to myself, like, this motherfucker is just, has so much potential. And he's going to do things like he was doing things. And then just like it's it was like a total accident. You know what I mean? It fucking sucks. Like steep driveway, heavy car, large mailbox, person in between. It's like it's so fucked. But man, I don't know. Just I feel like I feel really bad, you know, for because. I mean, it may, like, he probably didn't die instantly, you know what I mean? That thing probably smashed him. Like, I just, my poor little Anton Yelchin, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's yeah. such an adorable dude, and he was so great, and he was just going places. Extremely likable. Fuck, he's amazing. Yeah. I watched uh, Only Lovers Left Alive the other night. He plays, so like, good. Uh, so good. He plays, you know, this, 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 like, subtle character, this background character, but he does it so well and so, like honest and that's what he was all about my favorite part of terminator terminator salvation was his little story that whole movie should have been that little story you know what i mean like anton yashin fucking Chekhov. you know like i feel so bad like this is not Brittany murphy or heath ledger 
as tragic as those were or whatever. Um, it's just like it wasn't drugs it wasn't alcohol you know it was fucking like motherfucker had his back turned fate sucker punched on anton yelchin that's true man you got to be on the lookout all the time (laughs) you can't even trust your motherfucking car your own fucking car you kill your ass yeah oh man what are we taking away from this rest in peace (laughs) anton yelchin i don't know i think what i'm realizing is things are unraveling (laughs) <laughs> not just, that they're unraveling but we live in a state of chaos that i don't think we want to address this is too more conspiracy much, theory shit isn't it too much structure man there's way too much structure because we're fighting with all our structure we're fighting against the chaos that is the fucking universe that's just my thoughts anyway no i think i think seriously i i my big conspiracy theory is that the internet is fucking changing us like social yeah. media oh, like yeah. we and and like there's that thing. Uh, some my boss said, said this actually. Like the the internet is homogenizing all of our experiences. Yeah. And that's good and bad. I mean, well, when, we're we're seeing know? our we're seeing that the internet is, it's like a, it's a it's a it's a physical manifestation of like the broader consciousness, because we can tap into it each time. You know what I mean? It's just like, it and and like Facebook is a third person, you know version of yourself um and that's just like that's just um connected to the wider spread internet as a whole it's weird too like like from from the beginning of aol days to like just like i don't know five or six well, years ago i'm kind of i kind of make this up on the spot but like we were just like having fun yay it's internet and yeah. now it's like wow we are being we fundamentally are, changed yeah and we our are children. The internet. Go yeah. listen to. Uh, it was in Metal Gear Solid 2, like near the end. They had a huge long cutscene about how, like, AI was taking over yeah. the internet and like reshaping it and stuff. It's just it was funny. Like, just that was back in 2001, where it's like yeah. I was listening to that and like discussing with other friends about how like Hideo Kojima was, like, he brought up these points that are still salient today. Whether or not in, in the game it's actually true or not, but it's just funny, like, look about how people talk about the internet today. It's just kind of interesting, so I definitely, yeah, definitely. Uh, recommend checking out, like, the cutscene where they talk about that stuff. Yeah, no, Metal Gear 2. Yeah, yeah. Gear, I know what Tony's talking about. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> I have a lot to say. I think the... I'm smoking weed, bro. <laughs> smoking... Yeah. Um... This is where, you know, like Elon Musk talks about, you know, like, or you see these articles about him saying stuff about like us being in a simulation. Like, yeah, I definitely yeah. do think we're in a simulation. We're, but, but I like, mean, how, how would you ever prove that? And also, what is the, uh, well, it's what not is necessary. the, what is the overall goal for, uh, the person performing the simulation exactly? Well, that's the thing is like, it's, it's like what Interstellar was talking about. It might not be necessarily, it might be for a grander reason than entertainment. You know, it might be a grander reason than, 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 um, you know, like to us just being like the Sims, like living our lives out already. It's like, it might be a main maintaining of an ecosystem. I want to actually, can we put a pin in that, this topic? Cause I want to sure. make this a topic for the next, all right, f- finish your, finish what you're saying. But like, I, I think <laughs> this is a, this is a bigger one. Let's make this for the ba- next I think podcast. basically for me personally, I, it makes, it makes a lot more sense now in a post internet age before we had the internet. 
we didn't have thoughts like this, let alone the ability to do it. Um, and there's a possibility that the internet might be a lot grander and larger and more advanced than we think the quote unquote internet is, you know, there's probably a lot more at play with the way that technology grows exponentially with what we're allowed to do now that we're now that virtual reality is feasible, not like it was in the nineties. Um, you know, it leads me to believe that there is a possibility that what we live in is a simulation. Um, and I don't know, we could go further yeah, down that rabbit is, hole later. I think it's interesting, but I want to, uh, Let's save that for maybe the next episode. Word. Um, I just wanted to say one last thing. I think we should wrap it up here soon. But uh, like, if if you looked at like like the time, especially from like the fifties, well, maybe even like the World Wars, but even after that, with like the drug revolution and like heavy all the way up to like eighties heavy metal, nineties, and like people were like, it seemed like they were crazier back then to me. Yeah. Like in general, at least the media was, and yet we have mass shooters and stuff, but. And now, like, I think, again, with the internet thing, you have, like, people becoming more cold and disconnected and less less crazy in that same way, I think. I, maybe it was because when you're left alone by yourself, you think in a different way or with no social media ever your whole life. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But I think people, like, there was this, like, trend of, like, the, the, the we're, we're turning this, you know, uh, what's it called? Uh babylon or something you know we're like <laughs> yeah, we're right. all the whole world's going sodom. crazier and crazier and crazier and crazier yeah sodom but now i think it's like boo, it's going straight down like we're gonna see like kids just addicted to their cell right. phone or whatever right. their their brain device from it's like it's gonna redefine age, from like age five right or something right. like some like they give kids they, they sit kids with an ipad at age five right uh all fucking day and this is becoming a problem and we're gonna we're gonna be it's a whole new world man like this trend yeah, of yeah, us going it, of, it, of going crazier and crazier and crazier that is totally gone like we could never have predicted this like right. nobody in 1985 was predicting facebook and twitter you know like what about nostradamus i don't know like, <laughs> i'm not i'm usually i'm usually i'm usually not like a crazy conspiracy theorist i'm actually mostly against it but it, noti <laughs> noticing the trends between I, between pre-internet age and this age it's like i don't know you it's do totally see different yeah i know i think that's definitely like old man andrew coming out though because like you know back in the day it's like oh look at all them you know singing in front of the radio listening to those radio stories they're just mindless zombies not doing anything oh look at all them sitting around just reading those comics so they don't you know fucking teach you anything oh look at them just listening to metal music oh it's the devil's music oh look at them singing in front of the tv watching tv they're just, i will like, okay all wasting right. their days away i will i will i understand that's probably a factor <laughs> but i i think that People weren't like addicted to social media. People didn't bring out their comic book every three s seconds from their pocket. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I think that this there's a level of addiction that that exceeds the the addiction of even music, or of even um, even video games. I think there there there's there's something to like the social part of our monkey brains can't deal with this and. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe it is the old man coming out in me, but I, I, you know, 
people didn't like listen to the radio all day. <laughs> all like we're on our phones. I, I'm included. I'm including myself. We're on our phones all fucking day. Every fucking three. What is it like? Every three minutes is the average. This is it's nuts. It's fucking nuts. Yeah, I think uh, one thing you were saying about like kids and stuff. What, you know, we we perceive that as being a problem because the social um, the social rules and things are starting to be redefined because of that, and we perceive them as being alone or whatever. But if you have this like raw nerve, this like mind that is being stimulated by every bit of piece of knowledge is at their fingertips literally at this point and the way that kids are like it's going to change the way that intelligence is perceived you know the way that intelligence grows and the way that it's shared even because of of social interaction like imagine when we don't have to hold a device when it's just in our eyeglasses or, or our eyes even and the way that, the that reality you know what that reality holds like this we're where like humans as we know it are fucking changed like we yeah exactly and we, we we probably shouldn't be staring look i do it all the time i include myself we shouldn't <laughs> be staring we shouldn't be staring at screens this much right like think about it. we're gonna go from this computer screen <laughs> to our phone to watching game of thrones on a tv <laughs> and then we're gonna go to work uh most of us and then go look at a fucking computer screen for eight hours and then uh, when we're not looking at that computer screen we're looking at this phone again and then we're seeing a movie at a movie theater you know, it's like screen to screen to screen to screen to screen. I, I, you know, I'm guilty of it, but it's like, are our eyes going to be able to fucking take it? You know, like right. We're going to need new eyes. We're gonna, you know, <laughs> we're gonna need this. Like, like, like. Fuck kids. these old eyes, dude. They're like one of them's blurry in my head. We're already like over. Give me the new ones. We're over prescribing like glasses probably to kids too already because they can't see for a little bit. But like. Probably, look, I'm not a fucking doctor, but I wonder, like, kids' eyes are probably very resilient as long as they fucking stop looking at a screen for five seconds. Right, like, yeah. Like, I grew, up playing, I grew up playing Game Boys myself, you know? Like, I, I, I'm guilty of it, but it's like... Our we, frail... We, we, should, we shouldn't be raising kids on a fucking iPad. I feel like there's a, there's a level of addiction that exceeds video games, I think. I really do. Our frail human bodies are going to be the innards of protective exoskeletons that protect hey, us from the environment. Stefan, from... speak, <laughs> speaking of the, 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 the conspiracy theories and the, the, the evolution of man and stuff, right. one of the craziest theories I ever heard was that people are freaked out by the, the vision of the gray alien right? because they think that maybe it's how we're going to look because we're, we're losing our mouth. Oh, yeah. We don't need to chew hard food in the future. Yeah. We're going to just uh, absorb it somehow, maybe through the air. Our eyes are getting bigger because we just need that more, you right. know? And we're losing right. our nose, too, and we're losing our bodies, just one big head, you know? <laughs> like, what, what, if, what if we and, and lose all hair? Like, uh, yeah. what, what if, like, that is the image? That's not aliens. That's us in a I, billion years from now. I have to send the listeners to two reference points. Okay. That may not seem connected, but they are most definitely connected. you got to read your Whitley Stryber. If you have not yet read Communion, read this book because it's the closest we have to the psychology. It's the closest we have to defining the psychology of aliens in our own minds through a novel. Whitley Stryber is the baddest motherfucker in the realm of that kind of thing. Anyway, and the other reference point is The Last Mimsy. Okay. <laughs> yes. There's the last Mimsy is full 
full of existential uh, themes that are really great to explore, and the way they explore them is great. But at the very end of this movie, spoilers, there's an image. It's just a sequence of these, like, alien beings with, like, laser guns and big heads and, you know, big almond-shaped eyes. You know, the gray alien, they're more or less green in the movie, but you get the picture. It's the same type of alien we've been talking about. Um, and then you see this these aliens shed their skin essentially these suits these futuristic protective body suits into like these naked human beings so you know like there's a metaphor there somewhere there's a psychological mythological uh cornerstone that evolve that is exists within this 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 talk of of aliens gray aliens and that image specifically, if you watch the film The Nightmare, which is about sleep paralysis, no, it, 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 starts to, it starts to swim in these waters. And not I, necessarily uh, I couldn't, being I couldn't deal with that shit. I couldn't deal with that shit, actually. It's I've terrifying. Never, I've never turned off a horror movie. The, the eyes of the gray alien are the embodiment of the void, of the unknown. <laughs> so That's anyway. awesome. We can uh, talk any, about this further. <laughs> any final remarks from anybody else uh, before we uh, wrap it up? Keep your oh, eyes to the skies. <laughs> Maddie? Well, this shit got deep. <laughs> <laughs> and James. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening to episode 18. <laughs> You can catch us on Twitter at Superhouse Pod, and then we're Superhouse Podcast on all other social media. We have a new video of us, uh, me and James. We went to uh, E3. Check that out. Lupe Fiasco was in it a little bit in a crowd shot. Andrew's, uh, Andrew's lying. He's not in it. And then uh, he was playing Street Fighter along with my friend Chris Chris J. Alex. His uh, YouTube channel is Phoenix. He spells it uh, P H I N E Q X. Um, and I think that's it. There's a dog barking. That's our cue to go. So uh, check you later. Bye. Oh, see ya. <laughs>